0: Come on, Mark. There you are. Finally. Jeevers. Right down to the wire. Check this out.
1: That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned in to the season finale of Arcade Radio.
2: I'm scared to shit out
1: of
2: me. <laughs> Is there anybody actually going to listen to this? <laughs> 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 Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> I mean, eventually, they'll unearth this and go, oh, this was pretty good. (laughs) Is there anybody actually going (laughs) to listen to this? Damn it.
0: Let's call him right now anyway, just because...
2: Yeah. Thank you for calling Raw Thrills. You may dial your party's extension at any time. For a dial-by-name directory, please press no...
3: The person at mailbox one, six, is unavailable. Please leave your message after the tone. When done, hang up. Message, hang up or press the bound key.
0: Hang
2: What's that? I don't know. Just wait Just wait a minute. He's calling my regular phone, I think. Well, pick it up. It, it, I don't think I picked it up quick enough. It's funny. It said Eugene Jarvis on my phone, and I'm like, how the hell does
0: it know? Who oh, that's is? because he called, he called your Google Hangout number. And you probably have it okay. repeating to your phone.
1: Hello. Hey. Hey. Hey, sorry, man. I was, uh, got caught in the time warp here, man. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> I couldn't get that video thing working, but did this work?
0: This works. How's it going, Eugene? It is pretty good. Pretty good. Uh you know, just
1: kind of the dog days of summer. It's getting, like, kind of cold. It's yeah. It's like, what the hell?
0: Are you, have you been yeah. busy?
1: Uh yeah, we've been super busy. We uh got out that new Halo game. Oh uh, yeah. Pretty pretty whacked, And uh we're trying to You know, you're only good is your last line of code, man. Or your last game or what or your last uh <laughs> your last uh podcast, whatever it is, man. You gotta <laughs> keep keep moving, man.
0: Yeah, we uh when we have a bad one, we just keep going. <laughs> I just bring
2: more beer to the beginning of the next one. <laughs> so.
0: I'm actually drinking beer tonight, so I didn't have any the last time. But uh, uh, this is the finale, so we figure what the hell, right? This is, so this is uh, your season, uh, is that over for tonight? Season finale, uh, episode 50. Uh, uh, wow. Yeah, so this we do one every other week about and we did 26 episodes this year uh 24 last year so we have a couple of little well they're not really episodes but they're you know they're entertaining they're like sort of bonus episodes but yeah so huh? this should be fun because we talked a lot about defender and stargate last time
1: uh, right yeah there's, a, yeah there's a lot of uh I, I, you know, I don't remember anything I said,
0: but uh, I don't remember that. most of what you said either. I didn't have time to re-listen <laughs> to the episode, although I did have a yeah. couple couple of listeners tell me they listened to it in preparation. So, okay, <laughs> yeah,
2: that should be good, huh? Yeah, let's do uh, let do the next
1: one,
2: whatever that is. We'll try to keep you entertained this time. So, are we actually on right now? No.
0: I'm
1: going to get a
2: glass of water. I'll be
0: I'll be back. All right, sounds
2: good. All right. Okay, let's let's riff here then. All right. This is not a repeat. <laughs> so I just turned 49. It's pretty good. Can't tell the difference. Nothing broke. That's good. Great. How old are you? You're like you're like a younger man, aren't you? I guess so. <laughs> No comment. I'm f- yeah, I'm 46. Oh my God, that's so old. No.
0: That is. That is. That's fucked up.
1: Chuckle. <laughs>
3: Dude, I
2: mean.
1: <laughs> I mean, at least you're probably grateful you you, you got that far. So,
2: so far, yeah. I'm Well, <laughs> I'm more grateful I wasn't born in the 1700s, really. So. <laughs> That and you know the, it's cool. The older you live, the the more like cool technology stuff comes out. So <laughs> I'm I'm into that. Too man. There's already a question for Eugene. Whose brainchild was Target Terror?
1: Oh, Target Terror. Yeah, I I guess uh, I can I can answer them. Go ahead. Are we are we on the air or not? We oh, yeah yeah we're,
0: we've been on the air for like five minutes.
1: Are you serious?
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were just waiting for some chatter to get to get into uh, the the swing of things here, and and then we're going to kick it off. So why don't we hold that question for a little bit, and why, why don't we just get okay. things? We'll get things rolling here. What do you think? Okay. All right, uh-huh. man. here we go. All right. Well, and you'll know when it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes go like this.
1: That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned in to this season finale of Arcade Radio. Is there anybody actually going to listen this?
0: live from koir studios in minneapolis minnesota this is arcade radio
3: Where I live. Ha,
2: ha, ha, ha.
0: Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 26 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. This is Episode 50, for those of you keeping count. Today is Thursday, August 30th, 2018, and this is the season finale of Season 2. And it's now approximately 7.25-ish Central Time. So thanks for joining us in the Sphere. This is your host, one Adam West Twelve. Tonight I'm joined by Mark Timerner Shields and the guest host of Arcade Radio this week is the legendary Eugene Jarvis. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's, what's up? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got some uh, we got some people in the chat. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what you've been working on. Mark, why don't you uh, why don't you kick that
2: section off, huh? Sure thing I picked up a shinobi. Shinobi. Uh, it, yes, it's in a System One Atari cabinet, and I plan to yank that Shinobi out of there and make it a Marble Madness. <laughs> yank that Shinobi. Yeah, I like the Marble Madness music. Um, I'm surprised. I'm. I've actually never gotten to the end. I didn't know that you can play and then finish. That's kind of a bummer. There's about. a finish. That's what I hear. Weird. <laughs> or maybe it repeats. I don't know. But anyway, I'm going to find out eventually. And so that's that's good. I got this from some guy that that's like a you know like a mile away. So that was kind of a nice pickup. And then I uh, lucked out. There was a guy on Facebook selling a gauntlet too, and he gave it to me for two hundred bucks. It's pretty much working. You know, it needs some like cleaning, um, but I had to pull the. The DeLorean card out because I saw he had a DeLorean and I was like, "Hey, I have a DeLorean too!" and it's like this and blah blah blah. And he then that was it. He held the he held the game for me even though like a billion people were trying to get it. And so that was pretty neat. Two
1: hundred bucks, man. That's uh, that's a good I know, deal. I think uh, Ed Logg is the rolling over is great, man. Oh, I know. <laughs> Actually, you're still alive, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> As with all Atari games, the Pokey doesn't work. So you know you gotta love your dead Ed, Pokey. Edlog
0: will be rolling over in its grave. Yeah, Eugene killed Edlog.
2: He's, he's not there wow. yet. Uh, and then next week I'm gonna go on vacay. We're going to Disneyland, and then we're going back to 1885 for oh. three days. We're we're gonna go back to the old west, and you know we're gonna zip line off the clock tower, and a whole bunch of like Back to the Future people and me are all gonna nerd out. Sweet. That sounds like a, That sounds like a good Yeah. Tip.
1: Yeah. Man, you you, you you have a life, dude. I, I I I'm super I'm super jealous, man. Let's, let's Well, Eugene
2: Eugene feel free to live vicariously through me. I will uh <laughs> help you. I will assist you.
0: <laughs> I often live vicariously through Mark as well. He's still a teenager, apparently, <laughs> despite his actual age. Okay. <laughs> no, I think it's great. Uh man I would That's do the, I would do all that well, I've been working on uh journey uh I didn't mention it last week, which is kind of ironic, considering the theme of the music section but um that that thing is stripped down to naked and uh I got the control panel stripped down, and there's about nine extra holes in it, so I have to bond that thing up and uh I hope to get that done. Probably tomorrow afternoon, actually. And then uh, it's supposed to rain from, like, Sunday to forever. So I have to try to get it over to the shop to get it painted next week sometime.
1: Damn, that's Journey, the video game?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a terrible game. But uh, they're also super rare, so. Yeah.
1: I mean, that was super revolutionary, man. I, was, I think that was the first
0: digitized uh, graphics. It was. I've ever- yeah, they had, they had originally um they had planned on using the digitized graphics in a game for your uh high score so you put in your name and your face. But when they test marketed the game, people were putting in private parts and stuff. So I
2: think they were flipping off.
0: Yeah. You know, flashing, flipping, etc. I thought that would be awesome. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, it's no different than you putting an ass in there, right? Or F U K, yeah, like
2: Xerox Xeroxing
0: your butt, kind yeah, of. Yeah, or S U K, and then I T. You know, you had to play the game a few times to to like make a sentence. Suck it.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, that, that, was, uh, that started the whole deal with the digitized graphics and uh, you know, talking about uh, Smash TV and NARC and uh, Target Terror and all that stuff, man.
0: Cool. Speaking Mortal of Mortal Kombat. Tar- yeah, yeah. Oh Mortal Kombat. We had
1: NBA, NBA Jam, I mean all the you know, the the golden age, baby.
0: We had we had Doc Mack on the show a couple weeks ago and that was fun. Um he talked a lot about Mortal Kombat. So
1: Yeah, yeah. he's obsessed with it. He's he's uh he's been working on a new version, uh kind of a, I guess some kind of new Mortal Kombat style, uh, digitized
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess they're, they're they're close to being done now after ten years.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, you know using that the the whole live action uh, digitizing, which I, I think you know it's so you just capture all the nuances of the actor, you know, and um, there's something really cool about that, even in this day of uh, 3D modeling and mocap and everything. There's still something weird about you know they get, you get kind of roboticized by that process and just shooting a straight digitized video, you still get, like, that real silky smooth... Uh, yeah. ...real acting, you know, and it's... Uh, you capture a lot more personality.
0: So you mentioned uh, what you were working on, and that's delivering a, that Halo game you talked about last episode.
1: Right. So um, that thing... Wh- wh- when was that last
0: episode? When was it? Right. <laughs> I don't think you were done. You were just, like, they were testing it, and it was about ready to go, so... Right.
1: So anyway, yeah, so we, we, uh, we got it all figured out. I mean, it's, uh, I think we shipped a couple hundred of them. Um, it's, they're at every Dave and Buster's has one of them.
3: Oh, I'm going and, there this
1: Saturday. Uh, and it's just, uh, insane. Uh, it's like, you know, 10 by 10 by like 11 feet high and, uh, wow. four player dual, um, 65 inch, uh, basically we put two inch sixty-five-inch 4K monitors together, to, so it's, wow. it's like a thirty-inch panoramic 8K monitor essentially. And uh, yeah. it's just—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's just a spectacle, man. Uh, you really—you're like, you're like right in—you're like inside of a Halo battle, and you're—you're you're back in the early days, fighting on the rings, the Halo ring with the ODST guys and. Sweet. Yeah, even, even like Master Chief shows up for, for a couple of milliseconds, you know, and then he kind of okay. he went and did his thing, and, uh, and then you're kind of left there to die with the rest of the guys. You know, it's cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Brought to you by Raw Thrills. That's going to be friggin' awesome. How many how many games do you have in a Dave and Buster's on a given day? Do you think? How many what? How many games do you think Raw Thrills? Has in a Dave and Buster's. I mean, like, how much of the real estate do you guys occupy?
1: Um, you know, maybe. Uh, I mean, we've done a lot of different. You know, we have Rothfeld games. Uh, um, you know, our Play Mechanics Studio. Um, you know, as also does Rothfeld games. We also do games for um, ICE. Okay. Um, we did that Deal No Deal game with them. There's a new giant wheel of fortune game. I mean, the things are like I don't know, six feet in diameter or something. Yeah. Um, and we did uh, this Kung Fu Panda. We did a number of really cool games with ice. Yeah. When
0: I um, walk when I walk through there, I see the Raw Thrills logo on about a third of the games. No joke. Yeah.
1: And then we do. Of course, we do the giant. You know, we do the giant Pac Man. Yeah. Nemco, with the giant Space Invaders game with uh, Kato. And, mm-hmm. So we, we we do a lot of a lot of different stuff. We we have a lot of
0: Sweet. Well, I think that uh, we should move on to the next segment, which is, are we calling Dan? Yeah, we call Dan Reed. See Wait, if I have done. a new clip of Dan. Oh, you do? Yeah, here, listen yeah. to this. No. Get out of here. I was there. Oh, my God. Are you done? So I'm just not really terribly impressed. I think they could have done something better. Well, that's it for uh, news. Really? That thing is horrid it's it's I can't imagine people are Using it but whatever Alright let's see if he picks up Okay This is a segment I don't know if we did with you Last time Eugene Yeah we did he picked it up last time Oh did he yeah, okay here we go <laughs> Bronco Billy loves Dan
1: Pick up Dan uh, Is this a guy that never answers his phone
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> And when he does, it's, Damn. like, usually really quick. He's not picking up. All right. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice Let's message. Hang on. So, uh, Chatters, uh, yay or nay, do we want Dan back on the show? You go ahead and tell us. Okay. Let's call him again. One more time. <laughs> One more time, and then we'll give up.
2: Okay. Yeah, he could have been in the bathroom. Or Yeah,
0: you never know. Oh, we got game glitches and Brian Frober.
2: It's gonna be interesting. I don't think we're gonna get a Dan.
0: <laughs> That's right. Hang up. So <laughs> Bronco Billy says Dan is outside doing it. Dan is outside doing a Dan. I bought a Pac-Man. Goodbye. <laughs> he did buy a pac-man i talked to him last week and i had breakfast with him he's alive and well uh, former co-host of the show so let's move on to the next segment it's the arcade news with adam stevens Whoa! This comes to us by NBClosangeles.com. Um, one event, 1100 pinball and arcade machines even if you can't remember your ultimate high score on your favorite pinball or arcade machine or even if you can't remember the music that would play as you pull the plunger <laughs> chances are a solid that you're a wizard so <clears throat> at the very least a pinball wizard in your heart in your mind which means you're you're the sort of person who would never pass up the chance to throw a coin in the slot when passing a glowing ding 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 artifact of your but <clears throat> but where to pass by hundreds of such machines. Where would you possibly do this? And after paying one price, engage in free play on all of them? No slot feeding coins required? The answer is the Museum of Pinball in Banning. This is the pinball wonderland that isn't often open to the public, but when it is, it goes full and fabulous tilt. So, uh, apparently over October 19th through 21st this year, is that correct, Mark? Yes, I... I hear they will uh, swing the doors open. Sweet. It's like 40 bucks a ticket uh, for Ouch. Friday. And then 50 Jesus. on Saturday. Oh, uh, my God. And 40 on Sunday. So, Ow. yeah, that's a lot of money. So, uh, there must be like a weekend pass. You must get a discount or something, right? Okay. Anyway, check it out. There's uh, the Pinball Museum in Banning. So, uh, Speaking of October, you know what's coming up. Grinker. Grinker. Grinkfest. Yes, Grinkfest in the Idaho yeah. Press of all places. They are yeah, reporting.
2: I found this old article. It's not very funny, but it's kind of like interesting what Steve does.
0: <laughs> is this, so. This is an old article.
2: It's from May. All right.
0: So a local arcade owner is opening his doors early to accommodate a population of customers who want to play games but without all the noise for fun. The Bliss family enjoys spending time at Grinker's Grand Palace, an arcade featuring old-school games like Frogger, Pac-Man, and Space Invaders. But, with all of the digital game sounds and 80s big hair bands playing over their speakers, it became too loud for comfort for some family members. Wah-wah. Two of my boys, Elijah and Ethan, have a functioning autism. Bliss said, "High, high functioning." Oh, I'm sorry, high functioning autism. yeah, I don't understand. They love Grinkers, but the music is too much for them. So, and, and I can understand that. You know, it's, it's it's too much for me sometimes. So I was hoping we'd make fun of this guy a little bit,
2: but <laughs> which guy? The Bl- dad who's like, "This music's too darn loud." <laughs> Well, he's got two kids with high-functioning autism. What do you want that from is, him? He's a protective uh, dad, it's right? It's better than low-functioning. Come on. Oh, my God. Let's get just Why him some earplugs and let him go during normal hours. All right. Let's just make fun of people <laughs> with autism now,
0: okay? I, I, I didn't say that. Making fun of a dad. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, uh, this one comes from WBTV.com. By the way, Grinkers is coming up October 11th, 12th, I think. Is that right?
2: 11th. Yeah, I'll be there. Will you be there?
0: Uh, I'm, I really haven't decided. If you want to, uh, well, I'll definitely be there. I, I think I'll go. Uh, I'm actually just trying to talk Christine to it, into it because it's... Oh, she should come. That'd be fun. Let's do couples. She would have a great time. Yeah. So, uh, and Eugene, you should go out to this thing. 250 of like some of the rarest games from like 1977 to 1984. Oh, and where is that? It's in uh, uh, Eagle, Idaho. Eagle, Idaho, man. Ooh. Yeah. This, uh
1: it's that's, uh, a, uh, how do you uh, how do
0: you get there man how do you get there by the way, the, yeah. the crows were at? it's like a $200 flight probably from Chicago oh, or oh, and you go out yeah huh? and, and they have a Pac-Man maze that you fly over when you come into town it's in the corn it's really cool Oh, that
1: is a wacka wacka
0: <laughs> but you get to That's pretty it's actually super cool uh, this uh, Steve Steve Barbie opens his arcade up to everybody and uh, they make gourmet sandwiches and have uh, some craft beers and some domestic beers on tap and for all of the people that attend this gala event everything's a buck for the weekend and you just charge it to your badge and at the end of the weekend you pay your 38 bucks and you're done you know Mm. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, it, there's a couple of really great breakfast place. There's an awesome steak place. Uh, you know, so if you want to hang out, uh, they have a nice little Hilton there with you know some sweets. I think I only paid like 169 bucks a night or less. Uh, was Sweet
1: weird. man, I'll uh, I'll hit that joint on my way to Danny, Man, there you go. And mm. uh, <laughs> you know, with uh, I guess. That's so, Richie Knuckles down there. I, you know, I don't know. We I could get Richie.
0: Like, we could probably get Richie if you really wanted to hang with him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: think Richie just, ne-
2: just is just now opening an arcade again.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Back back in Jersey, or I, I heard he was moving all his stuff to Banning. But you know, who knows? He, he, he's, oh
2: man, he's, yeah. I can't imagine him on the on the wrong coast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got uh, a lot of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> turmoil there, you know, he's opening his arcade, he's closing it. Really I know, bad. yeah.
2: He put it, he put it in a place and he didn't tell anybody about it, and then they got mad, and then I'm like, "Come on!" All right. It was, it light, it was, dark, it was like, light. It was dark. It was light. It was dark. It was light. It was dark.
0: He forgot to tell like the city
2: city council. Like, yeah. <laughs> Why do they care?
1: But I mean, it's like you know, I don't know. It's like an arcade. I mean, you can have medical marijuana, but you can't, you can't have an arcade. Exactly. I mean, it's, like, I mean, it's a laugh It's a last. And left is like playing games in an arcade. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Somehow we need to protect society from this thing.
2: Yes, please. Don't stand in front of a wooden box with a joystick.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway,
0: you fly from Chicago to Boise. It's like a 20-minute drive to Eagle, maybe 25. It's
3: you know, oh, okay.
0: super, super yeah. simple. It's fun to wake up, see the mountains. Nice, crisp autumn uh, mornings. Have Have some breakfast. You know, play some games. It's a good time. So, you know, and I know you don't have anything else to do, so come on down. <laughs> and if Christine doesn't come, you can room with me. And I don't even snore. We can have separate rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a suite. I'll stay on the couch. All right. So are. here you go. Uh, Duo yeah. wanted an armed robbery at Gaming Arcade in Catawba County.
2: And, and before you read this, it, it, there's other articles. They call it a, a skilled gaming arcade. Interesting. Wow, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I think that that's like code for, you know, eight-liners. eight, eight liners. <laughs> Interesting.
1: Yeah, when they say a skilled gamer, they mean a not-skilled gamer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So and, apparently, oh, deputies God. in Catawba County are looking for two men who robbed a local, local gaming arcade at Gunpoint on Tuesday morning. The robbery happened just before 6 a.m. at the Hook Arcade on the 2800 block of Springs Road. Too bad they couldn't nail 26. It
2: was 5 a.m., first of all, and there's people in there. Why were there. It's 6 a.m., it says. But yeah, but still, I mean, just, they're like, what
0: the hell? So officials and uh, said that the business was open for regular business hours when the masked duo came came in, and robbed the place of an undisclosed amount of money, like $16.25. <laughs> so they they left uh, in a four-door vehicle, possibly a Honda. I'm glad they told they you, that. you that. Yeah, it's like, okay. They
1: might have, they might have took the Bitcoins, man.
0: Uh, <laughs> they took... They, 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 they left got the in a... drive,
1: man. That's
0: it. <laughs> That's it. They got that code. <laughs> they left in a vehicle, possibly... A make and model. <laughs> <laughs> they were in a car and it drove away. So investigators well. say at least one man was carrying a gun during the robbery. No oh, injuries no. were reported. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a lot of violence. In vit- well, we didn't talk about the whole, you know, Madden thing. That was, that was awful. Yeah. Nah, Super stop. tragic. Damn. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I... <laughs> You know, video games uh, beget violence. That's what we know. Um, yeah, no. But uh, why Madden? Why why they go after Madden? You know,
1: I, I you know, just uh, I don't know, man. I get, it's, uh, taking things a little too seriously.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I I guess he was like armed to the hilt and. You know, he only used one weapon. I mean, this is this is the terrible state of the country, you know, with guns just blazing everywhere. But if it had been like Fortnite or Halo, that would have been it. No more. Right. What's your take on that, yeah. Eugene?
1: They had to shut down the Internet. They had to the Internet more than uh, Kim Kardashian's uh, behind.
0: That's right. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's terrible. So should we move on to the next section? And by the way, there's a free t-shirt today.
2: Uh, That's good. Yeah. I shortened this section so we can get to quizzing and drilling. Uh, grilling, not drilling. We're not drilling. Wow, yeah, we We're just grilling him. No, that sounds good. Uh, I think my soundboard's about to crash. Can you play one last thing? Yeah. Let's try it.
0: Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile.
2: Back, back to, the to the cave, the cave with Time with runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? There sure is. Welcome to Back to the Key. Today we're going back to August 30th, 1985. Now oh, it was a mere 33 years ago? Yeah. So what was going on back then? Um, let's see. So Atari Games started location testing Gauntlet. By the way, I picked up a Gauntlet for 200 bucks. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, Dun- Dungeons and Dragon nerds everywhere were able to buy more wealth uh, excuse me, health <laughs> for one of they four choosable characters at 25 cents a pop. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know the idea of continuing a video game by adding more money, that was first developed in the 80s. And Do you think Eugene thought of that? Oh uh, Did he? Uh, what was that, man? <laughs> <laughs> He's having a sip of his water. <laughs> you know, like, continue, like, the the whole, like, continue the game. Oh, okay. that I, whole you concept. Know, I wish I
1: did it. You know, I wish I thought of that. You know, I, I was, uh... I like, remember figuring the... that out. There was, there was some uh, unsung hero there, the true genius of modern video game, really.
2: I mean, were you ever in a meeting and somebody said, Eugene, we have to change the game so it continues? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I probably I was one of the guys like, man, you'll destroy the integrity of the whole industry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know? But you must be able to play 24 hours on a quarter. the <laughs> <laughs> <drop> food. <laughs> Once you get rid of that, man, it's our moral integrity is down the t- tubes. Nice. And, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was a brilliant thing because, um, I mean, what was going on is we had all these expert players would literally play hours and hours for a quarter. And then the bad players would die in 20 seconds, you know? And, uh, we kind of, I think we burned out a lot of bad players, you know, they, they got turned off to the whole industry and, uh, but bad players often have a lot of money, you know, (laughs) 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 they could just continue and continue and continue. And they can have all the, get to all the cool, cool uh, ways and all the cool stuff at the end of the game. So, um, that, uh, you know, that that was brilliant, and, uh, I, I you know, do you guys have any idea what the first game to do that was?
0: I don't. Uh, was Gauntlet? You know, or was it, uh, I mean, because I thought you could do that on Dragon's Lair. You could do it on Tron. Oh, uh, you could do it on Tron if they had the dip switch or the, the setting on
1: Well, you could do it on Tron, really?
0: Yeah, but it only let so. you continue so many times, I think. Oh.
1: Yeah. And so that's pretty cool. I mean, so yeah, maybe it was trying. I don't know. It's but it was super brilliant. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's in some ways that that um, concept is what monetizes all uh, mobile games today almost. Yeah. yeah. The, the idea of, of buying buying your way to a win through either uh, <clears throat> buying cool stuff or buying extra moves in Candy Crush or sure, you know. Yeah, Tr- Tron
0: did have a dip switch setting, and and there was a setting in the, in the game to make it continue. But I don't I don't think you could, forever continue. Actually, I I got tired of those games though. If you think about the late '80s and Atari, they had, you know, Stun Runner and APB and all these games that came out on those uh, medium res monitors. Uh, you could buy your score, and it just it, it gets tiring after a while, you know.
1: Um, yeah, well, you know, my, you know, my, you know, my point about, you know, sacrificing uh, your moral integrity for a good, a good quarter. You know? right, right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not know. It's, it is. It kind of, I mean, that was the, uh, it was a deal with the devil. Mm-hmm. Because uh, in some ways, you know, you take a game like Smash TV, an incredible game, but all of a sudden the high score meant nothing. You know, and uh, I mean, Mark was the same way. It was... Uh, arc was the same concept, you know, take that money and keep going, and uh, so really it kind of changed the whole dynamic of it, and it became very um, difficult to translate to a, uh, like, a console title too, because, you know, and in the arcade environment, you have a limited amount of money, and, um, you know, when you're paying real money for all these things, then um, you're not just going to continue willy-nilly, but when you translate transfer that to like a free play environment, uh, it completely cheapens the game. And, um, you know, you just keep playing forever, you know, you just play through the game and like you're done, you know? And, uh, um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's weird how the, the money, the pain of the money actually becomes a big part of the game. And I think the, the mobile games of today have totally, you know, utilized that, that idea of, you know, either you, you can get through the game with the grind or you you pay money, but you you have to face one one form of pain, you know, either grinding pain or monetary pain, to get through the game. <laughs> and then and, and like you value it more, if you have to pay or have pain, then you value what you got as opposed to just hitting the free play button. You
2: know. Sure, I agree.
0: So what was at the
2: the box office? Oh yes, on August thirtieth, the box office Teen Wolf was kicking ass and taking what? names. That's right. The 1985 American fantasy comedy starring Michael J. Fox as a a high school student. By the way, this was filmed before Back to the Future. And then when they heard Back to the Future was going to be like really boffo box office, they were like, let's release Teen Wolf after. Good idea. Yes, it did work out well. Um, This teen uh, discovered that his family had an unusual pedigree. (laughs) Ha ha! Ah, ah. Where he finds himself transforming into a werewolf. And every time Fox transformed into a werewolf, there were untold thousands of high school students who quote totally were freaking out, man. He turned into like a walking dog, man. It was super duper freaky. End quote.
0: <laughs> I have I have a question. W- yes. Wasn't
2: there a sequel with Jason Bateman? There was. It seems like Jason Bateman always makes the sequel to Michael J. Fox movies. (laughs) I can't remember anything about the sequel, uh, other than obviously when they were both, you know, dressed up as a Teen Wolf, they look the same. Yeah. Whatever. So, (laughs) that's funny. That's funny, you know, but it does bring up a good question. It does. What's in the Juke? Hello and
3: welcome to What's in the Juke.
0: Is it over? <laughs> I think so, so here's the deal uh this this is the f- you know final episode of season two, which means we're giving away a t shirt for this uh contest today, so whoever does the
2: best we'll we'll eventually send you a t shirt in like six months
0: <laughs> <laughs> when we feel like it we'll uh we'll have to get you to email us your information so uh um, oh, yeah. Can reach out Give to your you. social. Yeah, your social security your number. iCloud login. Uh, yeah. Turns out I'm a prince from Nigeria, and uh, gonna need. Oh, we don't that. need to go that way. Oh, okay. All right. So, okay. Uh, I suppose we'll kick this off. Um, with with some clips that we have here. What do you think? Do it. All right. Here comes the first one. There you go. That was it. What the hell? That's not even fair. Okay, I'll play play a little bit more. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. (laughs) And here we go. Sting, Casey. Sting, Randall. Casey got that first one. That's good. Yeah, there's some fighting. King of Pain is by the police. Fortress Around Your Heart. Sting. Bronco Billy got uh uh half point. Half point. And uh Casey gets a half point. I got that. That's good. Alright. That's Fortress Around Your Heart by Sting. Okay, here comes the next one. <laughs>
3: oh
2: my god. I don't know if they'll get that one. This band eventually devolved into like Sounding like teenagers in a garage, unfortunately. Really? Yeah, their, ne- their next album was awful. Oh, well, when the one went solo, that was awesome. Oh, I
0: see. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh, my gosh. Brian Frober, There Must Be An Angel. Annie Lennox. Oh, he got the band wrong. But he gets half point for that. Brian. Oh, yeah. you, that's br- not her band. <laughs> Brian, you get that? Half point. There you go. What is the band?
2: What's the band?
0: <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Eurythmics. Bronco Billy gets the other. Half point. All right. Well, I like that. And right. Here's the next song. That was There Must Be an Angel by Eurythmics. Here comes the next track. She's alive. That's it.
2: Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Mm hmm. There you go. The key to that song is she is alive.
3: I don't
0: know that. Not Thomas Dolby. They're all thinking Weird i Weird Science Oingo Boingo. That was Brian. Boom. Boom. Full point. Brian Frober with a full point. He's in the lead with two points. That's crazy. Sweet. So that was Weird Science by Oingo Boingo. Okay, here comes the next track.
2: I love that song. What do you mean? (laughs) That song was shit. (laughs) It sounds like a Randall Gelking Tom Petty song. Paul Young.
0: And Casey gets the other half point with the name of the song, which is Every Time You Go Away. Half point. For Randy and... uh, Half point. For Casey, right? Yeah. Well, Casey got pulled up in the second place. That's good. All right. Let's play a couple of the rare ones and see how they do. All right. right.
2: Rare by the, the sucky ones. Here we go. Here we go. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to do a song from one of our favorite groups... It's called
0: Working for the Weekend. What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, that's not it by Loverboy. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I don't know. This is not it. That was weird, man. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I think that's the beginning of their track. I'm not man she, I'm just in That is the beginning of the video. So the, the band is obviously Loverboy. Okay. <laughs> so well, I guess... We, Who said we're gonna that first? That Are we going to give that That'll- to Brian Frober? I never saw it. Yeah, Brian Frober. He gets okay. that... And the actual song is what? Because here's another clip.
2: This is terrible! This a classic song! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Eugene, what were your extracurricular activities in high school? Let's talk about. This. <laughs> Randy got it.
1: Uh, I was a big guy in the uh, big on campus in the chess club, man. Nice. Uh,
0: nice. Yeah, that
1: was. Uh, it was cool. I was. Uh, I think I was reigning champion for a year or two there. And, Sweet. Uh, that was uh, that was that was cool, man. Um, I also played with some uh, soccer. Can you believe it? So I uh, actually got my got my jack on and uh went out there and uh, kicked a few goals. So <laughs> I I loved uh loved, loved playing sports. Loved it. Nice. Uh <laughs> you know, I'm always kind of a gamer.
0: <laughs> I can see that. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so wait, what did you how did we score that, dude? <laughs> we're giving Randy half a point and we're giving
2: uh Brian Frober uh, half a point. Oh, he's at three points now? No, wait, That was Loverboy, right? So I, I already gave it. So Brian's in first, Casey and Randy are tied, and Bronco's up in then well, Who got the song name? Uh, Casey. Okay. Uh, uh, Randy, rather. Randy got it. Yeah. yeah. So make sure he gets that. I did. Okay,
0: good. All right. So uh, this next one is... Uh, hopefully, you don't give the name of the band away in the intro to the song, but here goes. This is a difficult song. You're
3: the one Now I know it In time I'm gonna show you.
2: Wow. <laughs> I have no idea.
3: Day by day
2: I myself up. Bronco Billy I'm knows. You?
3: Waiting for you. Yep. Take the key, set your heart.
0: Yeah, it's test of time, who's the band? I
3: got the test time. It's just test kind. I can stand the test of test of time.
0: I make that you're Yo. Hello. Yeah,
1: what's
2: up? I don't know. We're, we're just going like to yeah. This waiting. is the silence. We're like nobody knows what it is. Let's just move move past
0: this. Yeah, this is uh, this is a little tiring. Okay, so that th- this song is going to be just as bad. That was "Test of Time" by the Romantics. Okay, let's. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Oh, it's terrible. Oh, I'm just gonna skip to the middle and see if anybody knows. And if you can't get it from that, you're not getting it. And that was <laughs> my that's dance bad, jam. Okay. Sounds like
2: Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing two man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing two man. No. Mm. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's Hi, it. I'm Al Harrington, president <gasps> CEO of Al Warrington's wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man emporium and warehouse. Well. Wow. Thanks to a shipping error, I'm now currently overstocked on wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man, and I'm passing the savings on to you. Did you just get like a chain email? Attract customers to your business. Make a splash at your next presentation and keep grandma company. Right, what the Protect hell are you crops. doing? What are you Confuse doing? Your neighbors. What are you doing? <laughs> Uh, are you african-american you can hail a cab now testify in church or we just raise the roof eugene did you what? just hang up <laughs>
0: what what he's there he, yeah i would have, i would have hung up on that whatever you were saying
1: yeah but we're uh we <laughs> We
0: gotta,
1: we gotta <laughs> get that audience back here, man. We gotta
0: get that. Yeah, I know. Back. This is terrible. Uh, we can't do songs that are this deeply cut anymore. Just can't do Okay, it. fine. All right. Fine. So, uh, yeah, that was DeBarge and some crappy song. Who gives a shit? Let's move terrible. on to the next song. Here we go. <laughs> right.
2: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my
3: gosh.
0: Yeah. So Sting. Casey. We got Casey. Yep. And set them free, Brian Frober. Uh it's close. If you love someone, set them free. Casey got it both. He gets a full okay. point. Full point. All right, next song.
2: This is a tough one in the beginning. You think they'll get it right there? No,
0: I don't know. Some people might. That's a, that's a good drum beat. It's pretty. Let's draw a, a little bit more of that. Here we go. I don't. know. If you don't get it, after oh yeah, that, it's pretty good.
1: Dude, there's, there's a
0: there's a reason why nobody remembers these songs, <laughs> <laughs> right? These are hard. Like, okay, Casey got Don Henley half point, so that's good. And he got Don Henley half point. <laughs> and Brian got the name of the song with the artist wrong, so we'll give Brian half a point. Half point. Half point. Sunset Grill by Dan Dan Henley. Yeah, Henley. <laughs>
2: Don Henley, Don, Don Henley, yeah, and that
0: other song was "If You Love Someone, Set Them Free" by uh, Sting. Both he had two songs in the top ten at or top forty at that time, so that's pretty good. This one's going to be a little more difficult, I think. I recently saw these guys in concert what yep. did
2: they sing the song
0: yeah they did they played everything it was so awesome they're such a good band OMD that's Casey half point point. and the song is Randy was closely after that not Depeche Mode no yep. no. song is So In Love Andy Baldwin pulled out the uh the, the, the track name half point sweet right andy on the chart <laughs> right on cool uh so that's that's um oh you know what we they deserve one good song that they can get in like two seconds okay what's the who's who's in the lead uh actually Casey and Brian are tied also this will be the tiebreaker oh okay yeah all right here we go yeah. <laughs>
2: Here it comes. One second.
0: <laughs> Casey got the half point and power of love. Casey gets a full point. Wow. Oh, full Casey. point. Casey pulled, pulled it out at the, the last second. All right, Casey, send me your digits on Facebook and I'll send you a t-shirt. Why don't you give us the rundown of the points so we know what everyone scored?
2: Uh well, uh, and I will review this later offline. But Casey came in at for uh first place, Brian in second, Randy and Bronco tied for third, and Andy pulling up the rear at fifth. All right, cool.
0: So that I think it's time to you know finish up this interview with um, Eugene. What do you think? Should we do that?
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, Eugene wants to go after this. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's get him. Let's get him we'll going. Bring I'm him gonna... back for part three. All right, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm just gonna play one little intro for you, and you gotta love it. So, you know, here we go. I'm gonna wake up Eugene right now. <laughs> the jukebox segment is over, and we're glad to have Eugene back on the show. Thanks for joining us yeah. again tonight. So we could talk a little cool, bit man. more about Defender. No, we already
1: got
0: through that one. We sure did. Actually, why don't we start with raw thrills? I think uh, that, that, you know, we talked a little bit on the phone when I first talked to you about how, you know, the longevity of, um, of the Eugene Jarvis brand in the market. I mean, you were with Williams, you were with, uh, you've been in the industry for a gazillion years, and somehow you've kept everything on the rails by starting this company up called Raw Thrills, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I had the I had the bad luck of it's like every company I ever worked for, uh, sooner or later went bankrupt, you know. And uh, so, uh, you know, I was at Atari. Um, then, obviously, uh, I was at Williams. They had some very bad times, and uh, uh, then. Uh, everybody merged up into Williams Valley Midway, and, um, and we, had, we had some great years. And then, uh, you know, I think the arcade business, uh, and we had, you know, huge hits, like, uh, you know, the cruising series of uh, driving games, the Mortal Kombat, uh, Legendary uh, Fighter Series, uh, NBA Jam, NFL Blitz, yeah, it was a cool Terminator 2 game, you know, just. All kinds of amazing stuff, you know. Mortal Kombat, you know, one through God knows how many. Um and Rush, you know, we actually we merged with Atari on the West Coast, uh Atari Arcade and uh you know Rush 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 twenty twenty nine, Rush the Rock, um San Francisco Rush, uh you know, just some some great titles. Area fifty one was was another great title.
0: Awesome.
1: Um and uh but, you know, the, the, um, the consoles just kept getting better and better and better. And I think sometime in the late 1990s, around 2000, uh, you know, the Xbox came out, uh, I think like PlayStation 2. Um, and all of a sudden, the consoles uh, were kind of kicking our ass, you know, and uh, we really lost uh, a lot of our hardcore players. I mean, it's, you know, partly it's just it's very expensive playing in the arcades, You know, you're, you're, you know, popping, uh, you know, fifty cents every, uh, you know, couple of minutes. I mean, and then finally, it got to be like a buck every couple of minutes. Yeah, it's it's not something you can, uh, uh, you know, play all the time, you know, unless uh, you know, you're independently wealthy. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, maybe not. But anyway. <laughs> But uh, so uh, the consoles, uh, you know, and and just they, they, the consoles have such a a greater uh, variety of genres and stuff. In the arcade, we're we're pretty much focused because of the monetization issues. Um, We're focused on you know short game times and there's quick rush kind of real cool, uh, quick experiences. And uh, in the home, you have much longer formats. You know, you can. You know, I started playing, you know, MMO RPGs and, you know, all this crazy stuff. And, uh, obviously the FPS games, um, were huge, you know, Call of Duty, um, you know, Battlefield, I mean, Counter-Strike, uh, Half-Alive, you know, um, Unreal, you know, Epic and all this stuff. I mean, it was, uh. It turned out it was just the golden age for consoles and PCs, and the arcades just kind of hit the crapper. So, um, pretty much the arcade industry kind of went down, down, you know, down the tubes in the early 2000s. And uh, so it was at this point that um, uh, me and uh, a few other guys were, you know, out of work, and um, I was like, well, what should we do? You know, I was like, oh, let's make arcade
0: games. <laughs> what do we know best?
1: Yeah, I mean it's probably that's the only thing we knew how to do. <laughs> like if you, know, you know, if you're a guitarist, what are you gonna do? If you play guitar. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um so uh, you know, as as bizarre as it was, we decided to try to start a new arcade company and, and just kinda of really focus on the arcade as opposed to uh, I like think in midway they were they became much more focused on the the console um, situation in the arcade. They kinda they kinda just let the arcade kind of die in the vine. And I thought there was still something to the arcade experience and something cool we could do in the arcade with the controls and the you know, it's obviously awesome for um, you know, gun games, you know, with the physical uh, gun controls and the, you know, drivers with the steering wheels and stuff and like yeah. motorcycle the leaning you so you got, you got this, some cool physical elements there. and
0: uh, i think that's uh, what makes a good game in, in a lot of ways right because i look at my arcade game uh collection and i have like 25 games in the house and some in storage and whatever and almost every single one of them has a different control scheme uh we talked about um i don't know if we talked about robotron a whole lot um but Robotron, when you invented, uh, when your team invented that, how did you come up with the dual stick? Right, you, you wanted something different, and maybe we did talk about this. I can't remember.
1: Yeah, you know that was uh, it was a combination of different things. My, um, I, I loved playing Berserk, you know, and had that frustration. Yeah. Um, Berserk with the single stick, and then, actually, the stick didn't really work too good. They they made like this optical stick that somehow. You know it was like one of these newfangled things that was maintenance free and would last forever and then it failed after three months
0: sure. <laughs> but, the, yeah, that but that's a that's a really yeah. unique feel that robotron was super unique but it was uh you know you went after the physical part of the the gameplay and i say i want to do something different um but you know all these there's the tactile feel of a racing game you can't replace that or you know these 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 games where you're just fully immersed with you know whether it's a weapon or whether it's an object or whatever you got to get inside yeah. the game or whatever there's just yeah. you know so, so you kind of yeah, the audio the yeah. if
1: you have know, the audio immersion and and uh
0: right you know we've kind you know the some of our latest
1: games we have kind of these environmental cabinets uh jurassic park walking dead um you know, at raw thrills now. And, you know, it's, you're totally immersed in the audio. It's, it's almost like a movie theater experience. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like pretty cool. Um, but you know, so back in the, uh, so we were kind of, um, in that era, um, early 2000s. I mean, it was like, well, you know, so we, we really felt, Hey man, we'll, we started to focus around, on some driving games and so we were working on a uh, driving game that, um, uh, as we started out calling it, and you know, we thought, oh, you know, street racing, I mean, kind of got inspired by Fast and Furious movie, and um, it was like, hey, let's do street racing game, you know, and bright um, burners versus, you know, Detroit Iron, you know, <laughs> all that stuff, and uh, um, the, uh, you know, the, the uh, you know, was, so we said, what are we, we call, you know, and we said, oh, we'll call it, you know, the, like I like Hot Wheels. So we said, we'll call it Hot Cars, you know, it's
3: like
1: ah. <laughs> you know, get around the copyright, you know, <laughs> save some money. But it was so ridiculous. And people would ask us, you know, like, well, what are you working on? You know, and we're like, oh, I'm working on Hot Cars. And like, oh, what is that? <laughs> like, it's like, oh, you know, it's kind of like you know, street racing. And they go, oh, kind of like Fast and Furious. Like, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that was uh, that was. So we spent a few years on that, and we were um, having a tough time getting the. I you know, had to rewrite. We wanted to rewrite all the technology. Uh, um. Kind of get all the latest, you know, graphics. And we started to use a PC as our uh, hardware system, and you know, they, I mean, we we had a great run in Midway with uh, doing all the custom chips and the uh, custom rendering system and everything. But it just got to the point that PCs were now clearly superior to arcade games. And so if you can't, you know, if you can't beat them, you got to join, them, you know, so you put a PC in an arcade game. Um, but, uh, um, but, you know, it took us so long to get that game done that we were, we were you know, kind of going broke. And so I was like, well, let's do some quick, you know, a quick project, get it out in six months, and then at least start making some money. So we did... Uh, it was around the nine nine eleven era, and it was like, let's have an anti-terrorism game, target terror. Yes. and uh, so that's what that was the the uh, it was just the necessity was the mother of invention. We we were going broke, and we needed to make some money, so we decided to kind of get go back to the digitized uh, actors, the digitized um, doing, uh, you know fully uh, 3D rendered, um, real textured um, environments and kind of try to get a, a total hyper-realistic, uh, maybe a little surrealistic, um, uh, you know, anti-terror game that's right now and, you know, kind of playing out the paranoia of nine eleven, where, you know, like, oh, my God, you know, they blew up this, now they're going to blow up the White House, and now, you know, there was some mayor of, like, some little town in Illinois, you know, was demanding that the National Guard protect him, you know, that the terrorists might come to his town and they would obviously take out the mayor, you know, and, oh, so. you know, you know there was a lot of just hysteria about this thing. And uh, they're kind of like, okay, the terrorists are, you know, going after the Golden Gate Bridge, they're going to pull up the Golden Gate Bridge, they're going to, you know, take over a oil tanker, they're going to, you know, take over a nuclear plant and, you know. So that was all, you know, crazy scenarios, and uh, the obviously the the final, final uh, episode in Target Terror is when, you know, they're, air, they're high, you know, hijacking a, a plane and crashing it into the White House, and uh, somehow, you know, you, I don't know, somehow you get into this whole thing, and uh, you know, you jump into the wheel well of a 747. Wow. <laughs> And, you know, fight your way up, you know. I don't know how you knew this was getting hijacked already, but, you know, don't ask a lot of questions with these video game scenarios, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was the family the, uh, so target side You fight your way into the cockpit, and, you know, there, the guy has got the gun to the pilot.
0: There was a couple you know, of games yeah. out like that. I think Counter-Strike uh, really brought a lot of that to light in PC gaming. Um, how did you adapt raw thrills to you know obviously you're bringing in Halo now right so you must have seen right. the value in the PC gaming industry as well Yeah well
1: I think you know it's it's neat but um I think you know now it's like um there's all these great stories out there you know and and uh it really doesn't matter if it was a PC game or a movie or you know a board game like you know Monopoly um you know it's 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 just, you know, a fun, you know, uh, structure, a fun, you know, theme for a game and then how to, you know, be true to that, um, that theme, that story and, and make a cool arcade experience out of it. And, uh, I mean, Halo is like, you know, it's such a, a huge cornerstone of, you know, many, uh, many of the, you know, millennial generation and, um, growing up you that know, was uh, you know one of the first Fps uh, console titles and really you know one of the great uh, great executed and amazing story um, you know obviously the launch title of the Xbox um, uh, created by Bungie, interesting from uh, Chicago um Bungie started out in Chicago before they were bought by Microsoft and moved to Seattle and you uh, and with the Halo, and so you know, it was—it's just a great, a great story, a great, great game. And so it was, was like—I uh, uh, know George uh, Petro who's the head of our Play Mechanics studio, um, has been dreaming about getting a Halo license for like you know ten years. That's cool. And and so we we worked uh, really hard trying to create something that was, you know, we could get you know con Microsoft into letting us do it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we went through all kinds of, you know, I mean it, it took a long time. I mean they are very serious about their halo, you
0: know, so I have a uh, question about licensing too. But, um so the cruising series. Um yeah. your involvement in that what What? first of all, give us a little bit like a short rundown on your involvement in, in the cruising series.
1: Okay, cruising so I mean this guy um and you know, I created that title back in the uh, early 90s. And uh, actually, we, me and uh, five other guys, we formed a small uh, we had this outside group uh, called TV Games. And we um, developed that. so we had to develop an entire chipset, 3D rendering, texture map. You know, kind of like a, a Sony PlayStation, essentially. Sure. Um, uh, you know, with a team of like Anna and a game. And you
0: know,
1: um, just like six guys. <laughs> wow! And uh, somehow we were able to do it. I mean, made our own chips and everything, and I don't know how this shit worked. But um,
0: probably one of the best, uh, the coolest series to come out in the in the, in the what in the nineties is that when that came out. So yeah, yeah, and and it it carries on. I mean, and my question about the licensing is: Raw Thrills produces one of the coolest cruising games right now.
1: Right, so we—that was, uh, you know, it's kind of the last cruising game before there was Cruising Exotica in, in 2000. So it'd been, I think, like 17 years, 16, 17 years, yeah. you know, um, to revive that. That. Uh, so how did you concept. get? How did
0: you get the license back? Because you, um, assumingly, so you yeah, didn't own had it. had
1: work with, yeah, you know, we had to work with Nintendo of America to, to get the license back, and you know, again, they're very protective of their um, yeah. IP and their name. so that was that t- that took a lot of a lot of work and you know, we had to really have a, a high quality game and uh, um, but it, it was just it was really cool to um you know obviously the cruise in the USA, you know, technology was fairly primitive in those days and right. You know, texture map policies were awesome and we wanted we wanted to, you know, create this whole new genre of, you know, photorealism and driving um with, you know, real cars and and hat that uh, you know, kind of make it a little over the top. It's kind of fun, you know. And it, I mean it was inspired by Sega's outrun, really. Um, you know, I, I know you guys probably love that game. or I don't we're using a live Oh yeah. yeah. So we have me,
0: we have a couple of questions from the audience. <clears throat> yeah. The first one is from Randy Yelking. He says, Who is the brainchild on Target Terror? That game is crazy on the Wii.
1: Right. That was, I mean, that was, that was a concept I came up with and we had a, you know, an amazing team, uh, that, you know, really fleshed that out. I mean, it's interesting. I, when I, when I work on a game, I don't want to write like a hundred pages, you know, I want to write like, you know, be a two page concept. And then the cool thing is just kind of team working and get all the creativity and all the cool ideas that, that, uh, a building really cool development team will come up with. And, uh, and so, you know, it can really, you know, it's like, you can't, you can't come up with all everything yourself, you know, it's like, you try to like, just make it all about you, you'll have a very small game, you know, yeah. you have to embrace, you know, the, the creativity of, you know, an entire team of, you know, 5, 10, 20, 100 people, whatever you're working with, and, you know, tap into their creativity, and just get the best of, a, of, you know, you need like, you know, a thousand great ideas to put throw in a game. So you need to really tap into a lot of people. And it's amazing how great, um, a game can become when you're tapping into an amazing team's, uh, creative. Output. Yeah.
0: I mean, it, uh, it's funny cause you know, I know you get credited a lot for inventing all these games. Um, and in, in fact, you led the development team on a lot of them, and you probably put a lot of time and effort into uh, some of the early games yourself. But without a team, there's no way some of these games could happen with the amount of detail and mechanics and everything that goes into making them become fun. So yeah,
1: oh yeah, and it's like even Defender, which was my first game, and you know I was the the programmer and you know, did a lot of content, but there was still um, my partner Sam Dicker, and uh, had another program with me, Larry DeMar, who really helped out in a lot of, a lot of the aspects of the game. And so, you know, it was, you know, it was, you know hardware guys, you know, it was, it was, it the least five or six guys and any one of those guys if it had been somebody else who maybe was incompetent or something, nothing would ever happen. You right, know? right. It, it, it's amazing how it's like at the right place at the right time with the right team. You know, it's kind of like winning the World Series or something. You know, it's like, yeah, you got, you know, it's awesome, you know, guy pitching, but, you know, there's, there's, you know, 15 other guys on that team, you know, 25, one of them um, so it is, it's more, it's a very collaborative form. So, um, <clears throat> you know, people always want to, you know, have some guy like this guy did it, you know, sure, they remember sure. 25 yeah. people next, you know?
2: Hey, and speaking of those games around that era there's another question from Andy Baldwin um, this one's about Blaster uh, he says the warp between levels is drawn vector style and then the warp sound is the same as Tempest also when you get hit and your windshield breaks it's the same as Red Baron were these intentional references to Atari you know I think
1: we were just uh, unconscious best. you know yeah, <laughs> I think you know these were like things that are out there, and I guess there, were there they were. I guess it seems there were tributes to Atari, but unconsciously, we're just, we're just stealing everything we can find. You know, that's and that's the other thing. You know, it's like you have a creative team, but it's always easier just to steal shit. You know,
3: yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I come up with, with new stuff when you know some other game did it better than you ever could. You know, just feel like... <laughs> that's like uh, I mean, yeah, the the rampant theft is is a huge uh, huge aspect of the industry, and uh, you know, it's like it's kind of like your cheapest research and development is is your competitor's research and development. Sure. You know, sure. <laughs> you know? they right. spend a lot of time perfecting this stuff. So um, you know, if you can steal like an element from you know from ten elements from four different games, you're not copying anything. That's an original idea, you know. You know, once you you kind of cross-breeding, once you, you know, if you steal, you know, 10 elements from a single game, that's copy. The 10 elements from, you know, five different games, you're a genius. You know, it's like an original idea.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Adam. Oh, it looks like Brian Frober in the chat has a technical question. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I don't know that you really want to answer this. He says, what OS do you run your arcade PCs on? Are they Linux or Windows Embedded?
1: Um, you know, actually we do um today we actually use both. Some games use uh Linux and some, some games use Windows embedded. So we're using uh you know both operating
0: systems. Um Do you ever uh, have them blue screen? Oh uh, a blue screen of death, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um you know, actually we have uh, we have a system in the game uh, called a, a watchdog sure, uh, sure. timer, which you know the the game has to kind of it's a periodic sanity check, and if the game you know misses a uh, you know wake up call or something, then uh, uh, the whole thing will reset and yeah. try to start up again. Um, so that's how we, we avoid the blue screen of death, but, you know, so, but you still get the privilege of, like, crashing the game. Right, <laughs> right,
0: right, right, yeah. So,
1: you, know, you get a particular hairy stop and all the stuff's happening, and I was, like, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> that's,
0: that's when you just invent a really cool bio screen, so that when it reboots, everyone just thinks it's, like, part of the, the advertising for the game, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> we we used to do that in some of the boot-up screens, like, uh, I think in some of the cruising games, we were like satellite downlink, you know, <laughs> we're like talking about, always, you know, bootloading off a satellite or something, there, like. That's hilarious. of <laughs> a big joke, but, uh, um, but yeah, the, uh, I, and Windows embedded, uh, you know, Windows tends to have better uh, driver support sometimes. Sure. Uh, so, you know, depending on your graphics card now, speed the guy you want to run, sometimes it's, uh, you know, it, it Windows embedded can be uh, a good solution. But um Linux is is uh is really getting uh pretty damn good these days.
0: Well plus it's f- mostly free, you know, you don't have to pay the Microsoft tax. So
1: Right. It is it is it is more economical. Although, although there's, you know, there's all these little add ons that, you know some really nifty, you know, snippets of uh Windows code of uh, Linux stuff, you know, and some neat uh so maybe I mean, there's just some, some really cool tools out there. So, you know, you end up, uh, you know, sooner or later, you end up like paying people money, you know?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, no. it's very true. Yeah. Someone's <laughs> going to write know, something yeah, you want to pay you gotta,
1: for. You yeah. Just, uh, you know, keep, keep uh, you know, but, I mean, there's some brilliant programmers that came up with like your little shards of code, and mm-hmm. they're getting the tax on everybody, man.
2: Right.
1: It's, it's awesome yeah. for them. And, you know, Why? They're spending it on in the UK. I can't.
0: I I can't imagine the amount of money that goes into the R and D for one of these games, and then you got to release it at X amount of dollars to make your money back. Uh, It's. I mean, it's the same problem you had back in the 70s and 80s, right? You still, when you make these games, you make them with commodity components and you know custom code, and then you release it, and you have to charge an amount that will make the money back for the R and D and all the people that you're paying to make these awesome games.
1: Right, it is. It is certainly. I mean, actually, back in the seventies, I mean, we made games for like you know ten grand or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. wow. Right. Not not really. It wasn't ten grand, but maybe a couple hundred grand. I mean, um, and uh, so I mean, it was, things were much cheaper. I mean, uh, the sure. industry was insanely profitable in those days. I mean, well, I when mean, I, when I think back, I mean, it was you know they were paying us you know. Defender, you know, then we we maybe got you know two three hundred grand for developing that, you know, the whole team, you know, and then, uh, um, you know, that the game made uh, hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, and obviously in quarters it was billions for the operators, but uh, you know the manufacturers were making so much money it was uh, it's kind of crazy for a while there, <laughs> but um, today it's it's tougher, you know, it's like the bar keeps lifting, you know, the bar keeps, you know, to like. To get somebody to look at your game, it better look as good as you know all the shit that's out on consoles. You know, on you know PlayStation, you know forty-seven, and you know Xbox, you know you know you know Xbox One, whatever it is now. I guess the next one's gonna be Xbox Two, probably, huh? Yeah. But you know, they're they're awesome. There's some awesome hardware, awesome code, and so it is. You really have to, you know, be the bar keeps getting arranged and so um I mean we're the Halo game, um our budget was I think approaching six million dollars on the game. Wow. And, which you know is nothing in the maybe the console world, but for an arcade title it's uh, it's a lot of cash.
0: That's a lot of money, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we're 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 helping uh, you know put some put some
1: uh put some they get your swipe card, and we maybe... need <laughs> Uh, I people. I wasn't
0: joking. Earlier I <laughs> earlier I said I was going to Dave and Buster's this weekend. I'm I am going to Dave and Buster's this weekend. We're taking our 15-year-old uh who uh who's turning 15, two of his friends, and then one of my neighbors is a really good friend of mine. We've we're going to go. So there'll be five of us, and we'll check out that Halo game for sure. Uh but Yeah, no,
1: it's uh yeah, I appreciate that, man. We we got some uh Get some budget too. <laughs> get the, the so what's what's get, the buy-in yeah, on man. a game like that?
0: I mean, are you still charging like standard prices, or I mean, it's all credits at Dave and so You don't really ever know how much you're spending.
1: Yeah, it's you know? uh, it's around a buck, I think. Uh, you know, when it, you know, you, you go, you know, like you get your whatever they call them, and you turbocharge it, and you, then you double turbocharge yeah, it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know, when all is said and done, I think it's like a buck for you know some like buck and a quarter or something. That's not uh,
0: bad. That's uh, not to bad. To play
1: a, play a game. You know, I, mean, I mean, I guess it's like there's Tuesday, exactly. I guess it's like half price night on Tuesday or something or you get some kind of bonus thing going. Who so, cares?
0: We're going on Saturday. Um, We're going to spend full price. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, and I think they have some kind of um, deal where you can like get time to play or something. You know, right. where you can get you know, some kind of time thing but I, but I don't think that works on Halo yet. In Halo, you got to put real money into it. Yeah.
0: Uh, we'll check it out. I think that's going to be awesome. So, um, Brian Frober has another question. Uh, Mark, you going to field okay. this one?
2: Brian's question is NVIDIA or AMD? I guess he's asking about the graphic card that you guys uh, prefer.
1: Yeah, I've, you know, for some reason over the years, we've always used NVIDIA. Huh. Um, but, uh, you know, ATI, which is, you know, AMD's graphics card guys, you know, um, you know, they make some, you know, awesome cars. And I, I think, you know, it seems like they are, um, or they were you know, they, they, you know, they closed the gap pretty good as far as, uh, performance and so forth. But I guess now nvidia has now come out with this touring series, which, um, is supposedly, I mean, another, another leap forward, which, uh, um, can't wait to get my hands on some of those. Um, yeah. cause you know, it's it just, I mean, it's crazy. The more you know, you just you get addicted to polygons and shaders mm. and writing. and you know, it's just, it's just a never-ending uh, you know addiction that you know yeah, you what what was good yesterday doesn't get you high today, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so it's uh, it is it is just it does blow my mind though the the graphical stuff that we can do today, and you know. Sure. If you look at like a Madden game. I mean, those guys look real. I mean, you can't yeah. tell whether it's you're playing football or you know you're watching a football game. You know, and That's pretty uh, cool. And you know, and certainly some of the uh, uh, you know the RPGs, um, you know, that have a lot of you know animation and acting and uh, uh, you know was like like the was the best of us or yeah, something. Yeah, you know. You any any um, of the
0: modern games where there's a cutscene, it's like a movie, you know?
1: Yeah, and it's just, it's incredible. And, and uh, um, I, you know, it, 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 it's it's kind of like, I mean, to me, this is the best era ever for playing, for gamers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stuff that we have out there is just phenomenal. Yeah, and I mean, I love Defender and Robotron and stuff, but it, it is shocking, though, you put, like, a Defender screen next to, you know, um you know, latest Call of Duty or something, and, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just it's night and day. I mean, it's, it's almost like they're, they're different animals, you know. And uh, sure, um, so, uh, but, you do. know, the uh, I guess they're they are. They're going to be working on a new Halo game, I think, maybe next year, Halo Six or whatever they're going to call it. Wow. I, mean, I can't wait. To, uh, wait for that.
0: We do have another uh, Defender question. Uh, yeah, Dave from Buffalo asks: Was there ever a plan for more or less buttons in Defender?
1: <laughs> um, I think that, I think that, you know started out with, with a, like two or three, and then you know the game sucks, so we just kept adding buttons. It was kind of uh, the, the inspiration um, was. It's funny; it really started out, like the first. Fender actually had a series of games that we did. The first was like a bad version of Space Invaders, which that was only a uh, like a fire button and uh, like the um, like a joystick kind of thing, and uh, two-way joystick. And then, uh, but I think once we it kind of what turned out to be cool, then then we kind of did an asteroid derivation. and it was kind of like, can get this kind of flight thing. You played space invaders, sideways space invaders with your left hand, and then you played um, essentially asteroids control with the thrust fire, um hyperspace um, was on your right hand. And then kind of like the, you know throw in, you know, after a while, it's like, you know these guys were so pesky, and shit like, well, what's it was kind of like there was, a, it was like, let's put a smart bomb in,
0: you know, and uh, <laughs> like, well, let's just know, blow up well, the whole screen
1: <laughs> yeah but, it, but the weirdest thing was it was like originally I was like okay it was going to be really smart and it was like going to track down like the closest enemy or something and kill him you know and you know I did that and it was like it you know, was like 20 guys that are killing you and like it tracks down the closest <laughs> guy and kills them like oh whatever
0: you know? yeah, exactly like, it's like oh thanks and, oh thanks it's like holding uh, up a you know a pencil when you're in a sword fight.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, and I think it was like, and the other problem is I think it was, it was a, it was a fairly complicated, you know, algorithm for that era, you know, eight bit assembly language computing. And, uh, so, um, you know, it was, uh, it was it was kinda like I really couldn't get that working right. And so I was like, Well what else can I do? Well I can just blow everybody up with the screen. That's like four lines of code, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it, it, it was huh. interesting how a lot of the features were just what was it's kinda like, what do you really want to do? And then like, what can you do in like five minutes? <laughs> you know, and, and uh it is I think that that's a big trade off in all game design. You know, it's it's resources versus, you know, what your optimal thing is, and, and you, you, there's like this interplay of like, well, then I can't get to that, but how about if I just blow everybody up? You know, it's like, and 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 we did that, and it actually turned out to be twenty times more fun than than you know the smart, the super smart missile that you know would you know chase down your you know newborn child and kill it or something. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> um, so it was uh, uh, amazing. You know, it was just it was amazing how it cheap and dirty. Often, uh, often is the best. You know, keep it simple and uh, keep,
0: it, keep it, you know. Speaking it, of, of know, keeping it simple, I mean, you've gone from, you know, the very simple games of Atari Williams to this massive, you know, raw thrills format. We've got to make some games that are more fun for people to play, and they've got to be a little bit more complex, right? So, like, the Batmobile game, where you get to choose your Batmobile, and then you have all these missions, and you got to do these things, and, you know, there's, there's complexity to the game. Um,
1: yeah, super cinema. Super cinema. You know, it's like interactive cinema,
0: boss. Yeah, yeah, and it's super fun. And I don't, I don't dispute that that's a really, really awesome yeah. format. And it's immersive and yeah. really, really great. But what do you, you must still feel like awe, you know, like a sense of awe when you put a game like the giant Pac-Man Galaga in, and and people just love it.
1: Yeah, it, it shows you that the and it's weird. Like think about Pac-Man, you know, and there was like you know. Pac-Man this Professor Pac-Man and Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man and, and you know 3D Pac-Man and yeah, yeah. God knows what, whatever iterations but you get back you know it's one. It's funny like there's just this magic with the original Pac-Man that was just like this super it's just like listening to the original you know Rolling Stones song or Alisa Franklin you know her original version of uh, you know, the version she did of this back, you know and um, there's just like this magic and like there's no other artist ever did it quite that way you know and, and I think it's just like Pac-Man there's like this super magic in that some of these these 8-bit classics um, they're just perfect games you know and that all the um, restrictions and limitations of the 8-bit world kind of made the game you know because games are about restrictions as much as they're about you know Ability to do anything. It's really sure. a, a, to create a game. It's it's a subset of the universe, you know. And it's a very fun stuff. Think about like Mortal Kombat. I mean, you're fighting on a line. I mean, it's, you know, you think about parents you know, a fighting game. Like, oh, cool, man. You know, you you can do this. You can jump around and fly and you know, jump <laughs> out of the thing And they're like, that would be so cool, man. You hang from the chandelier. And you, you know, and It's like, and it's like what really succeeded, you're on a line. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know beat me the crap out of it. Because one big problem with the video game, and even in the real boxing, he was like, how do you get to the guy? He keeps running away from you. You know, like, and feel so, like more kind of the like, dude is stuck on a line. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. easy to him up. He's right there, you know. And so like, over here. Was, this was, like, <laughs> not, like almost one dimensional gameplay, hardly even two dimensional, um, that proved to be the, the huge winner, you know? And uh it is like these very simple concepts. I mean I mean it's can be crushed, you know, probably one of the hugest games in, in recent history. I mean massive and, and, you know, it's probably made, I don't know, a hundred billion dollars Who knows, you know? And but it's the audience of three in the three in a row, you know, match three game, you know, and uh, with all kinds of bells and whistles and all kinds of stuff. But it's, it's the same. That that heart of it is a very simple, you know, three in a row match kind of game. And um, so it, it is. It is weird, but you know, I, I almost like we do these huge theatrical games. and They're awesome. And I love playing them, but. You know, there's a part of me like, man, I just want to go back and make, like, some really cool version of Asteroid or something, you know? It's well, like, it, yeah, go, that, that actually you know, is,
0: so. that's, like, totally legit, like, on the consoles. Yeah. um PS4, yeah. PS3, when they come out with one of those sort of retro-style, like, yeah. gravity games that's very simple. Yeah,
1: like Geometry Wars. Yeah, you know, I mean... That. It's like cool, you know. And then there's a uh, there's, there's a lot, you know. There's I mean this uh, Killer Queen game, which yeah, you know, oh is god,
0: that's a That's totally joust, man.
1: It's joust yeah, on steroids. they can joust. But they're kind of it's kind of a combo because if you like, they got these little bears. What do they call them? Who do they call them? They're like, little bear guys you run around with, <laughs> and uh, so it's kind of like, they're kind of like Mario guys running around, and so it's like joust and it's Mario, you know. It's Different weird stuff,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, but it was really cool. And there's kind of this underground scene. And this is, I mean, it's pretty big. I and mean, seems like a lot of these games are, uh, you know, Killers Queen is out of uh, New York City, but there's a huge underground scene in Wisconsin. I know. You know, went up to the Midwest Gaming Classic. Uh, you know, and I guess it was March or April, whatever it was, and uh, and there was like five or six, you know, underground kind of classic style. Games either you know kind of vector style games or um, you know different they come with Space Invaders type games and really awesome uh, kind of new takes on, on classic themes classic two D gameplay and uh, yeah it was uh, it was really awesome man it's like there's, there's kind of this underground revolution going on of a new a new spirit of innovative indie um, yeah you know, a lot of it a lot of it is is kind of classic two d format
0: yeah. yeah yeah i love that i i think' yeah. there you know in modern gaming it's become very popular especially in indie games to uh to make that a thing i think of limbo uh you know i think of uh uh galaxy crash i think of uh, the last guy have you ever played the last guy that that game is amazing and it was on the p s three Uh, so it's, it's 10 years old probably now, but yeah, it's a top down, you got to save a bunch of humans from like these blobs, they use like kind of satellite looking footage top down, but it's, it's basically you running around with this tiny little guy picking up little dots and running back to a safe zone and it's super simple. Um, those games totally resonate with, with gamers, you know,
1: um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's and I, it was kind of a golden age on in the, in
0: the,
1: you know, the touchscreen uh, iPhone
0: stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, for yeah, sure, was for with, sure, uh, an iPhone.
1: Angry Birds, and, and there was Doodle Jump, and there was Fruit Ninja. Right. And, you know, there was, a, there was a whole slew of.
0: And we've talked about like Crossy Road. Yeah, we've talked about like Crossy Road. You know. Yeah, Crossy Road, freaking Frogger. You know, it's like,
1: yeah and uh, you know a cool a really cool riff on, on the whole forever thing and mm-hmm. uh um and that, that just brilliant fun yeah brilliant simple awesome games you Frantic. Know? and uh so that, that you know there's a theme you know i think and, and basically it's it's uh you know the touchscreen you know kind of you know inspired some new controls but also you know a lot of these things like crossy road and and, and arcade is just you know a joystick game you know and uh um, very cool. Yeah, I love playing that.
0: One. I think there's value in that too. From a, If you think about Dave and Buster's and you're sticking a buck, buck fifty into a Halo game and you're getting three, four minutes out of the game, if you can invent something like Crossy Road, put it into an arcade and like have people play for 30 seconds at a time at 50 cents, you're going to make a ton more money. Yeah, I
1: think they still charge you a buck a quarter. But yeah. <laughs> they, actually, they actually get it. I mean, yeah. If you get upset. Yeah. You get obsessed, like you know, like damn, I could do that, You and know, like yeah. oh man, the, you know, train ran me over, and you know, like oh man, you know, like you know, and, and you uh, you just you got to you know, it's just it's that kind of carnival thing, you know, where the you're trying to win the stuffed animal, you know, you're trying to you know get the the uh, knock, you know, you're shoot, shooting the bean bags with the clowns, and oh, yeah. you know. It's like, you know, how do you, you know, you're just like, Oh man, I just have one more to go. Like, Oh crap. You know, and, you know I got to win that stuffed animal. Okay. Another five bucks, you know, <laughs> like, right you, know, you bought a, you know, $75, you know, $3 stuffed animal. the <laughs> But it was fun, you know, it was super fun. And, uh, just that challenge, you know, that, that, uh, that's kind of a heart of gaming and just like throwing down the gauntlet, you know, and, uh, um, I, so, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's, that's kind of the simple, basic psychology of a lot of games. But I, I love kind of this new indie spirit. I think there's some great games. Obviously, Killer Queen is a great game, and there's a lot of new stuff out there that's uh, that's coming and uh, that is out there already, and it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I, I have a quick question now. Some of the consideration that I think – you guys must put in in your mind is that like uh, I try to word this correctly. Uh, yeah. Chuck E. Cheese is not going to have a halo, is it? Because it seems like uh, I want to go. I can't go to Chuck E. Cheese as the scene of a, a man all by <laughs> no, himself. you can't.
0: You can't. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so do you also sort of decide what games are going to go that are going to definitely work in a Chuck E. Cheese versus you know Dave & Buster's The adult sort of Entertainment
1: um, Yeah I mean Chuck E. Cheese Decides what works In Chuck E. Cheese And I was like Yeah I mean I, I'll sell him I'll sell him anything
2: you know? Sure <laughs> Right Sure Well I mean I would love to play Halo at Chuck E. Cheese I love yeah. Chuck E. Cheese Pizza tastes
1: good Yeah Halo could be cool At Chuck E. Cheese I you know, I, I, I don't think, know uh, You gotta I mean, go we're in trying to, We're trying to Make payroll, well, man Exactly <laughs> Uh,
2: so I'm going to put this out there for anybody from Chuck E. Cheese. If you could just yeah. put a separate section for single adult males to go to, <laughs> I will go. <laughs> I will buy your pizza. <laughs> oh,
3: my gosh. It's cool. No, I mean, it's,
1: yeah, it's, cool. uh, no, I mean it's, it's a great place for kids. And, uh, you know, they actually do have some very cool games there. I mean, uh, it, it's just, you know, kind of, you know like, I, I actually go to Chuck E. Cheese you know. I feel a little bit like maybe they're going to arrest me, you know? Yes! <laughs> but,
2: but maybe but they no. won't. I, you know what? Maybe <laughs> I, I usually bring a child in tow, but if I don't have one, you know.
1: Weird... It, it's it's cool. It's a great place for the kids. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, they have a, so there's some cool games there. And, you know, pizza's actually not that bad. It's pretty
2: good. I agree.
3: <laughs>
2: I agree. Um, so are there other, there's some a couple other little questions dangling there before we can wind this up here. What game... <laughs> what game are you addicted to, past or present, that you play to this day? Oh, uh,
1: you know, I, I actually, this is... You know, we all have, like, a, our, uh, a guilty little secret, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? This is good. You know, the, the game you are addicted to, you know, and, uh, I mean, for years, I was I was pretty addicted to Robichon, I have to admit, and, uh, you know, and, uh, and just, you know, it's like... I'm still struggling with it, and uh,
2: I know. Uh, I love all those little, like you, you know, in that entry room upstairs in the uh, yeah. at the office is, you know, what you have the little, the wood versions of the Robotron. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, but Let's go That's
1: I'm struggling, but but you know, every, every now and then I just I just you know have to take a break, and and the game that that grabs me over and over again is, um, I guess, in the U.S. It was called Bust a Move. Oh yeah! Oh, Bubble bobble. A puzzle, a puzzle bobble. Puzzle Puzzle Bobble. Puzzle Bobble. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird because I always think it, I think it's like you go, oh, it's Bubble Ball because it's like bubbles, you know. But really, Bubble Bobble is kind of like a little little maze game or something with kind of bubble people, you know. And the the game is is really known as Puzzle Bobble.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And but you're shooting, you know. It was the original. There's, now there's a whole you know, it's amazing how people rip shit off. And, and there's this whole, you know, on the uh, mobile scene, um, there's a whole category of game known as bubble games. And they're all based on, you know, Puzzle Bubble or bubble, busting mean, or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, but it's just, it's so, I just love that game. I get so obsessed with it. And I love, uh, I love playing the two player version, you know, where you, when you score, you know, you're trying to you shoot your bubbles, you're trying to get your three in a row, and then, you get like a big score. All the shit falls down, and the garbage goes on the next guy's screen. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah to like,
0: Dump on the other guy's screen. You're that's you're awesome. To... That's one of my favorite games. Yeah. I have, I have it for the PlayStation One, actually. Uh, but yeah, that's a fun, fun game, and it's based on the the uh, Puzzle Bobble uh, characters are from Bubble Bobble.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're from the little guys that kind like of the like little games. dragons. They're like little dragons. Yeah, they're kind of like moving. Do they move your little targeting device or something? Yeah. Um, and, you know, they kind of hang out at the bottom of the screen. But, uh, yeah, oh, my God, that game is just... I, I could play it for hours and hours and hours and hours. Oh. And, you know, and there's just so many different boards that you go through, you know. And, and I love it when they, you get, like, these setup boards, you know, where, like, if you hit the one shot, the whole thing blows up and you're out of the screen, you know. But if you blow it, you know, and then you start... You know, it's like you get into a bad thing, you start blocking this stuff, and you start building, like, these stalactites, you know, <laughs> that, that are, you know, working their way down the stream and, and the whole way field, of course, squirrels down, you know, and you just get crushed at the bottom of the screen, and it just, ah, like, this. it's so devastating, but you, you just have to keep coming back for more, Yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, it, it seems like you never get tired of it. Hmm. So that's that's my guilty pleasure I, I, that's one of my great you know another game i love is um uh the original um space war game um and i guess i guess we'll really have the arcade version of that from the late seventies um kind of the game i mean that's where it's really ripped off the uh, control structure again right um, and, uh, but you know, that, that was a classic, I mean, I mean, that game was done in the early sixties at MIT. Um, and, uh, that was really the, that game was before con. Do you can believe it? Hard, hard to, hard to envision it.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, but I love that just two player, you know, two player death match. It was kind of the original two player death match game you know, and, uh, um, just the free, I mean, they had that vector monitor, the resolution was just insane, insane resolution. It was like 4k, by 4k, I'm like, uh, you know, a 19 inch screen, you know, it was just like so crisp, you know, and they, and they could like burn those phosphors in, cause it, it wasn't a raster transfer, you could like stick it on one pixel and just like roast the shit, you know, I don't. Know, you're probably you're probably X-raying yourself. You know, but that was how many X-rays I've taken of my, uh, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, um, I don't know, man. We're probably all gonna die. I guess we're gonna die sooner or later. I'll, I'll be glowing. We'll look at look for the glowing coffin. Um, but it's just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant game, and uh, and the arcade version is like really sweet tuning. Kind of have all these crazy options. You know, you could have anti gravity, you could have gravity, you could have this, that, the other. And, uh, but to me, I guess the option, I think it's eight. Eight is the, uh, the one I play, which is just, in my mind, perfect. You know, all of their options are bogus.
2: And, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's kind of my guilty pleasure, but, you know, obviously you need an opponent for that game.
2: Right. So I'm pulling up some photos of, I think you're playing a Robotron in an all white suit. <laughs> Hello, Larry Demar is in there. Yeah, yeah. is yeah. that a? <laughs> it's in 1987. Yeah. So there's no excuse for the. Uh... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really awesome. It looks, di- it looks dynamite. Yeah,
0: there's a picture <laughs> of you and Larry. I think it's Larry. Is it Larry Demar? Is that his name? Uh, yeah, Larry. Yeah, yeah, yeah so Larry, it's a picture of you guys. I think at Williams playing a uh, Robotron twenty eighty four, and you're leaning on some pinball machines. Um, and and Larry's having a really great game. You guys are must this, have been like playing against each other.
2: Yeah, mysteriously the curtains match the suit you're wearing. <laughs> oh
1: man, that's probably you know probably where I got the material.
2: You know, it's <laughs>
0: well, like. It's definitely at Williams, because there's a picture of you uh, uh, at outside the building with Larry. He's holding something that says R5, and your eyes are closed, and you're wearing a tie. Everybody oh, wore ties. Tie. Everybody wore ties, except Larry. He's got a T-shirt on.
1: Um, uh R5. That might have been when we made the new rods
0: that, um, that were... And this kid's
1: from uh, Canada. Christian
0: okay. Gingrich, he came down.
1: He actually... This guy...
0: Um, gingras yeah uh, i just put a picture of him had, up there yeah
1: he had um disassembled the code he, you know kind of read out the roms created basically recreated the source code figured out um you know all the routines and everything and you know and then there's some long winters up in uh i think it was up in quebec or montreal or something you know some long winters up there and uh <laughs> yeah, he, he basically words. he, he spent you know maybe a winter or two just totally just running this code in his mind he had no debuggers or nothing but he just I just could the guy was just so brilliant he ran the code <laughs> in his mind and then he sent us a list of like 17 fatal bugs what
2: like free QA I love it <laughs>
1: and, and, and we looked at this stuff and actually he found there was this notorious bug in Robotron where you would, a diagonal shot, um, we had something wrong with our um, clipping algorithm and um, you could shoot certain occasions you could shoot a diagonal shot and it would you'd shoot it right through your program data memory.
3: Oh, And,
1: oh. and basically it was a, I, I think it would go through your, your um, stack which was used for like return addresses and stuff. So basically it would you'd shoot a laser beam through your program. And obviously the program had a hard time running after that.
3: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, and it would it would take down the game because the, the carpets would roll and it would be very frustrating because the first a nice and you got like 890,000 or 23 million, you know? And uh, so um, Christian diggers um, found all those bugs and we, um, the fixed all of them, and I, actually, I think a couple of them we didn't want to fix because a couple of them were, were Like this, some of the bugs actually did good things. Yeah, like there's a bug that that this Mike or Mikey bug on the brainwave and some of stuff, and so we actually didn't fix three or four. We didn't fix them because actually we would have ruined the game, um, but we fixed all the fatal bugs and issued a new set of ROMs, and uh, and so that set of ROMs. I know they're a the Blue Roms.
0: I don't know what they're called,
1: but mm. um, R5, I don't know. Anyway, they... Um, That's awesome. All the, you know, anybody who's a serious Robotron
0: player has those Roms now. Yeah. That's sweet. Well, I, you know, what do we got left in the chat? Are we, are we all chatted out here?
2: What's yeah, going? we're pretty caught up. I mean, I know that... Nine o'clock is a favorite cutoff time for Eugene. Uh, wait, well, what time fa- are you? It's a favorite uh, right cutoff there. time
0: for us too. You know, that's that's usually when we shut down. Do we? Oh yeah, man. Midwestern
1: is man. You got to get up at five a.m. and milk the cows. That's man. right. Come we up. got we got to go.
0: <laughs> we got to go to work. You know. <laughs> but I want to thank you for being on the show again uh, for our, you know our fiftieth episode. You know, the week of yeah, the week of exactly. Mark's forty ninth birthday.
2: Yes. <laughs> Only forty nine. <laughs> uh, just a young young man. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah no, like, congratulations, man. Um, <laughs> you made birthday. it. You made it.
2: Uh,
1: you know, that's that's awesome, man. And uh, thank um, you. But yeah, I just uh, you know I, I think um, you know we had that Madden discussion earlier, and I think, oh, yeah. uh you know I don't want to make light of that that whole episode. I mean, that was uh, no, you know, just an incredible tragedy and. Um, you know, I think. uh we I mean, sadly, I think mental illness is just this huge problem in our country, and um, you know, obviously there's a lot, too many guns out there, and you know, but the tragedy of mental illness, I think, is uh, is something that you know, I, I just pray someday we'll get a handle on, and and we can save a lot of lives.
2: Sure. Amen.
0: Now, uh, I Amen. do want to. I want. I do want to say because you're you're not on the. You're not on the computers.
2: Uh, Mark has a blaster running in the background. Well, that's my super joust blasters running on the J-Rock board. Okay. Now I'm realizing that I wish this J-Rock board allowed me to map buttons per game, but whatever. (laughs) I love blaster. I mean, it's such a crazy ass just... (laughs) flying through this crazy field of all this shit. I don't know what's happening. And <laughs> <laughs> Like, am I playing Robotron? I don't know what to- <laughs> I love it. Yeah,
1: yeah. the last game, I mean it a bizarre. I don't know
2: what we were on when we came over. <laughs>
0: um, Wasn't that like uh, one of the last games Atari made or
2: Williams made? I mean, it, I made? mean when it starts off with vampires. Come on. <laughs> yeah,
1: is there vampire cats? I think yes. there's vampire cats and, you know, these weird you know... <sighs> The it's almost like roblox i mean we kind of invented roblox man we should get our royalties on it, right? <laughs> right. like our right. Like, uh, robot dudes and stuff man it's like damn damn expect from you like 40 years ahead of your time you know <laughs> like, there's no cash there's no cash you know um right. <laughs> the uh but yeah that's that is it's just a, it's a crazy game um obviously very uh limited uh, supply of that one, you know, great collector's thing. And, and and it's kind of fun to play it, but it's, it's uh it was really tough, you know, kind of going from the 2D to the 3D thing, you know? Yeah. there's uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of, um, 3D being this kind of really intense form of gameplay, but you kind of lose in, in that, in that intense, you know, um, first person perspective, um, you don't have as much information. You know, you're, like you know, you're like a football player, you know, on the on the uh, scrimmage line, and you know, you like there's some guy, you know, some three hundred guy that's pounded in front of you, and you know, you can't see shit, you know. <laughs> you're, just, you're, right. just, you're just looking at his ass crack, you know. Right. <laughs> and, and out, you the know?
2: advantage yeah. of the overhead displayed is definitely <laughs> like apparent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like you realize, like, because I remember at the time, it was like, 3D oh, is gonna blow away you know, 2D will be gone. There won't be any 2D games left. I mean, like, God, you know, like... And and then, uh, you know, what about, like, you know, 40 years later, Candy Crush, 2D. And I was like, damn uh, it. You know, <laughs> shit, you know, like, and, you know, just some huge, stuff. And uh, it's like, no, it's not about 3D or 2D, you know, it's just about what is best for the game that you're doing, you know? And, and honestly, uh, and, and 2D has... It's a lot easier with that god's eye view. We just have so much more information, so it's it's much easier to create a uh, you know a complex plane mechanic. But I mean, you look at it's amazing. Like there are these FPSs today, first person shooters. I mean, I mean Fortnite. I mean, you know, incredible. All kinds of different plane mechanics. You know, the building, the shooting, the weapons, the you know, opening the crates, and you know, the whole you know parachuting in. And, you know all the strategies. I mean, it's a hugely rich game, and and, and and a 3D game. So, um, it's it's amazing. Uh, you know how you know you can get that richness, but obviously the 2D game is there's there is some uh, charm there and some beauty of of a kind of a complete information game that makes uh, some really cool gameplay.
2: Nice.
0: So what is, uh, give us your final word uh, for the night. Eugene, What? what's your final word on... Uh, on...
2: Buy my games. <laughs> Buy. Uh, Go play game. my games know.
0: at Raw Thrills. Uh, uh, what is... You know, I think... Uh,
1: you know, I think... Uh, I mean, there's all these cool games out there, but, you know, people that are passionate about gaming, I mean, you know, you always kind of after a while
0: everything sucks you know like mm-hmm. and, yeah you, have to, and, you know, have to refresh it you get dated
1: and like you want to you know you want you know, everything to be better than it is and everything so my, my only message is if you don't like the games you're playing go out
0: and make some of your own <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's a great idea that's a great idea love it alright well I gotta say thanks again for being on the show thanks for being our, our final guest of season 2 and being on the show twice It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, This is ArcadeRadio.com, and you've been listening to Eugene Jarvis. Um, And you can find us on Twitter, not so much, or Google Play, not so much. But we're also on iTunes and SoundCloud, which we're on all the time. And, of course, the YouTubes, so subscribe, like our page on Facebook, and listen again. Season 3 kicks off at the end of October after GrinkFest. Mark, you got anything else to say?
2: Um. No, I got nothing.
1: Hey, I, I just want to say you know thanks, uh, Market Adam man. It's like uh, so cool to be on your show man. You guys are awesome. You're yeah. we got some just great, great, um, uh, great, awesome, uh, you know, questions. Great audience out there, man, and well, great we, gamers bro, listening in. So it's it's always a pleasure to be with you guys.
0: Awesome. Well, we really appreciate it, and we'll see you next time on the on the Arcade Radio podcast.
1: Awesome, man. Hello? <laughs> hey. See you guys later. All
2: yeah, right. Man, thanks. Take care, Eugene. Thank thanks you
0: a lot. again. Awesome. Go live, man. All bye right. Bye. Ciao. The guy's awesome. Oh, man. The best. He stuck with us through the whole damn thing. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> How does this even happen? I don't know. So um, I'm trying to think. First of all, we're going to have six weeks off. We're wow. Not, we're not going to st- start until the end of October. Can you hang on just a second? I'll be right back.
2: Sure. I see Adam walking away. He's still recording us. Interesting, he has some Ghostbuster stuff on top of that monitor. I see s- several variations on the Stay Puff Marshmallow man. His keyboard's pretty cool. Mine is not. My keyboard is black with no buttons on it. Somebody just somebody just messaged me. I messaged me. Are we live? Nope. Oh, live stream offline. Sorry about that. Uh it's funny. Uh Aaron Sanders just uh, i messaged me he's like jarvis is such a badass <laughs>
0: <laughs> i agree he just stuck with the whole thing you know what i mean it was like so at one point one of our chatters is like eugene's probably asleep
2: you know? i no, but he's like there i yeah. mean he, the guy's very you know interactive <laughs> yeah 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 it was good does he just not got does he not i mean don't you think like every arcade podcast would want to track this guy down it's i don't just, know but but what well, you know if we have 200 subscribers on youtube
0: i think that's worth it to him from a marketing standpoint like even if f- you know 50 yeah. percent talk about him later
2: exactly that's awesome so i mean and people can always you know type in his name and if our stuff shows up you know you all the better i mean the guy's hilarious yeah he's he's an innovator i can't even You know, it's nice to be able to like quote unquote hang out, yeah, with somebody like that. So, very motivational. Makes you want to (laughs) like, you know, go do something amazing. Yeah, I mean, six million dollars for a game. Holy shit! Yeah, but you know,
0: he well, and they only charge like six grand for the game when they sell it.
2: So if they sold two hundred of them, let's do some math. That's not that's not enough money to make your money back, isn't it? No, they might two hundred grand. That's a lot of money. No,
0: no. Like you're talking like maximum he's only selling it. Okay, I like for Wait, the, did you say 20
2: grand or 200?
0: For the Halo Halo he's probably getting 10 grand for that machine.
2: Are you sure because like the Star Wars um the Star Wars pod. uh you know the holographic one, the circle circular one, that's $30,000. Really? Oh, absolutely. No, uh, no way. Yeah, you know the one where you go into the little room and then there's like a a curved screen? Yeah. I mean, really all it is is a projection monitor. But that's no $30,000. That's not $30,000. There's no yes. way. That's
0: right. There's no way.
2: No one would There's, pay that. Let's, let's just assume that his games are at least $30,000. That's way too much money. So, oh, th- 200 games at $30,000? That's $6 million. He made his money back. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> that's a good price point.
0: I don't know, man. I. You got to look at your there's no way that game costs thirty
2: thousand dollars I I don't know there uh, that the, well the Star Wars game with the curved monitor and the so, and the so they're saying
0: that's worth five up. five times what a modern pinball machine is, is right wrong?
2: but you know you you kind of have to like you know think about the the problem of inflation and you know how it affects games and you know whether they're they their perceived worth and so you know a pinball machine those guys they're definitely bringing the uh, you know those machines are you know the value is um oh man i had so many beers i can't use the big words (laughs) i had like four (laughs) (laughs) you know uh you know it's appreciating and uh, and you know, if somebody says, oh, I would never pay $7,000 for a computer space, I definitely would. That is a bargain. Yeah. If I can't get a Tron Legacy pinball for more for less than 10000 yeah, a $7,000 vintage game that there's only a limited number of and, you know, an amazing mm-hmm. artifact in history. I mean, come on. So I think games are always lagging behind uh, pinballs, except for when you come from... The perspective of raw thrills—they definitely are able to command higher prices. Who who makes that Star Wars cockpit? You know that weird—it's called a pod. The pod, yeah, I love the pod. It's very realistic. Arcade game battle pod. Star Wars arcade game battle. It's a system ES3 made by Bandai.
0: Damn
2: Bandai! Mm-hmm. I love it. I would love to have one in my house. I would not pay thirty thousand though. <laughs> no. I wouldn't pay $6,000. They have the flat screen edition. Those came out in 2000, October 2015. And the premium edition, ooh, there's one that's like black with a red text. What the hell? I've never seen that. Oh, man. So cool. You know, I was thinking, you know, it'd be... I broach the subject with him, but, you know, it'd be kind of neat if all of the raw thrills games were able to be sort of translated into something where people go to a movie theater and play the game like on an IMAX screen or something, you know, like maybe after hours, because it seems like it's a PC and a video output. And then all you need is some kind of a, you know, a control panel, you know, how hard would it be for you to just say, Hey, we can sell this to movie theaters and then they can sell time either, you know, either in between movies or, you know, you know, when, the, you know, whenever it'd be kind of fun, right? Wouldn't it be cool to play a game on a movie screen? Yeah. Yeah. It would be fun. Yeah. There's like a Darth Vader version of this battle pod. It's black and has like Darth Vader on the right hand side. It's pretty cool. <laughs> See, It even comes with a black pad on the floor. I don't remember these pads. They're showing them, uh, they're at Dave and Buster's Hollywood in round one, bowling and amusements in mm-hmm. Santa Ana. Cool, man.
0: Crazy. Oh, man. So, um, yeah. Since we're not going to be on until the last week of October.
2: Oh, man. Well, if we meet up at uh, Grinkers, we could still record a podcast. We could do one at Grinkfest. That's a week.
0: Let me just look. That's what we did last year. We did that podcast, and then we used it as our first episode,
2: right? Um, and I, well, I think we we had a show, and then during the interview, we played the podcast. That's cool that Dan answered the phone. Did did he say he, he didn't say he was going to show up for this show? No, no. Uh, like, so, what, what did you talk about when you were having lunch? Well, breakfast, and he, he said, oh. um,
0: he he tells me there is a couple people that want me to be back on the show. I said. That doesn't matter to me. (laughs) Right. I literally didn't even blink. I'm like, two people of the 200 subscribers we have doesn't make a jack shit of difference of whether or not you're back on the show. I said, said, we miss you. If you want to be back on the show, you need to put some time in on it, you know, because I can't have him just like showing up to do the show. It's not worth it. You know, it's just not worth it. So... And, I mean, and you do a lot of work uh, lately, and I'd like to split some of that up more.
2: There. No, I, I enjoy the work. It's it's very, very little. Like, yeah. uh, editing the videos and publishing, yeah. it's nothing. I appreciate the time you put in on, I, on the show. And, and I, you know what? I like that you appreciate it, but it's really, honestly, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, podcasts, you I, you know, I kind of want to he- hear some of your older podcasts. You don't have those anywhere, do you? Um, my, the ones I did in my thirties? Yes. Oh my
0: God. There's, there was like 10 episodes, maybe eight. That's it? Yeah. Oh, so we've easily exceeded that. Oh yeah. I have them. They're awful. Mm. Yeah. Ah, they're awful. Yeah. Let me see if I can just pull one up. I'm sure it's in my iTunes. Let me just look. Okay. Apparently I'm subscribed to my own
2: podcast. Okay. Okay. My wife brought in some drink earlier. I saw that. I don't know. <laughs> it's really strong. <laughs> I have no idea what she, I drank. Just <laughs> Her birthday is the 2nd of September. We're all Virgos. Isn't that funny? That is funny.
0: What did we call this thing? Mm. Oh, here they are. Oh, boy. I don't know that I have all of them anymore. I might have to look around. <sighs> I know somebody has them. Let me just open this one. Mm-hmm. It might not work because yeah, it's interesting. Uh the problem is, is that they've redone. Some of these are not gonna work for me. Chris mm-hmm. number five. Let's see if I can. Okay, it's in an old format, so I have to convert all of them. I guess. Let's see. What, let me see what happens here. Huh. Oh, Welcome. this is the Grid Cycle Geekcast. Can you hear that at all? Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to the show, this is Adam, uh, Matarax. Holy shit, I sound young. All right, people are pointing at me, so that, that must mean it's my turn. <laughs> I'm Poi, and I'm, I'm, I'm here as
2: well. Thank we you. We all sound good. Good. like oh, boy, helium. The sauce. I'm Commander Tim. How are you? I'm Commander a, Tim! How are you? You're who?
0: Mott. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, episode 5. The Good Geek Cast. Thank you. We've made it so, this far with no lawsuits. Exactly. It's been a while since we talked. Um and I, I get off and... and Just don't.
2: Oh, oh, hell yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you get rear-ended by a bun truck? No, I got... Re- <laughs> wow, what happened? I got like rear-ended got by an, an and... Asian guy that didn't oh. speak English. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> Asian anyway, so my neck's kind of screwed up, but other than that, I'm doing all right. And I did find a couple of retro games while I was out there, but it's, they didn't... I mean, and there's nothing in D.C. If you search the, the Craig's... I was I was out in DC for work. Oh, okay. And I took an exit ramp, and I got rear-ended. Oh my god! <clears throat> like big time. Like at sixty miles an hour at the top of the ramp. I hit the brakes, braced for the impact, and the guy fucking totaled the Ford I was driving. So
2: it's funny my dad <laughs> just totaled his car. Yeah. He had just bought a brand new, like a 2018 Corolla. One month goes by. Somebody cuts him off. He hits, the, he hits the middle of the freeway and just basically totals his car. Wow.
0: So I used to edit the hell out of these, and they're not it's that good. good. I mean, they're, they're, they go on forever. Let me see. Video in, in D.C. because you'll just get rear ended, and it's not a good thing. Lesson That's, learned. Yeah. I was going to say that is an after school special right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Hey, Joy. What's the matter, man? <laughs> parents are getting a divorce. It's tough. It is tough.
1: Can Joey learn to cope with his parents' divorce? Yes, with their help.
3: Joey,
0: I love you. We love you very, very much. Watch My Dad Lives in a Downtown Hotel, an ABC after school special.
2: (laughs) No way. Is that real? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Playing lately, uh, let's start with uh, Tom. Have you been playing any games lately? Yes, I got a chance to try the new Outrun. Oh, okay. it's
2: like eighteen people in the room. Oh, oh wait, <laughs> okay, yeah, you're, you're. This show's way better. Yeah, <laughs> can't believe it. This was sort of training wheels, uh, I would guess. Right. Yeah. And only ten episodes. I mean, mm,
0: that's pretty good. Not even ten. I think it was like eight. Hmm. I think it was too hard to get people together and. It always digressed into us drinking
2: a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm okay with that, um, but you know, some people like a schedule and having, you know, I mean, this works for me. I enjoy it. Yeah. So, I well, think that that's the key in finding your partner and your like every other week type. Yeah, and I think thing.
0: we, uh, I think having this format where we we can stick to things and then kind of jump the shark when we need to is good. Right. Uh, being able to produce it on the fly like this is great. Uh, I think we can improve it next year, maybe by doing some cool shit with the cameras. Um, but oh, yeah. who do you want to target for guests? And I think oh. the reason I'm asking that is because if we go to Ringfest and, we, and let's just say the two of us do a show, I can bring my stuff. But I, I hate doing that because it's royal pain in the ass. But if... I'd have to ask Steve if he's okay with us doing it again. And I, I mean, we'd have to rent the PA again. Ah, damn it. You know, because. At least you know where that is now. Yeah, right. And I have all the other shit, so I don't have to worry about, you know, I just got to get the PA. Um, but I have all. I mean,
2: the- honestly, if we recorded off of an iPhone, I wouldn't really care. It's. Sure. But I have all that
0: stuff and it sounded pretty good last time. Um, yeah, totally. But, but my point is, is like Steve, we didn't have him on for a pre-Grinkers show. Oh, so, that's true. So having a post-Grinkers show with him might be a good first episode.
2: Yeah, and he says he wants to be um, off-duty during the next Grinkers. Interesting. So like, like he's, yeah, I, I'm assuming that we would be able to get him to you know sit down with us. That'd be good. Yes.
0: You know, even if we did like an offline interview, it'd be, I don't know. Yeah, we just drag them wherever and then... Because I have that recording device and it's really high quality. You could put it on a table and it sounds like this. It sounds fantastic, so...
2: Right. Is is it recording right now? No. It's
0: not? No. No. Oh, shit. Dude, I'm, recor- I'm recording us right now.
2: Yeah, on, that's what I'm saying. On my Mac. But when last time I was there... Oh, 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 right. I that, had a device. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. You've replaced the batteries since we used the remote controls batteries, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was hilarious. Thank God. Oh my gosh, we just
0: Holy duct shit. taped and, you know, fucking bubble gummed and, you know, it was, it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. So, uh, Octavius uh, Farnsworth, aka Tony, um, who I've interviewed with twice at MGC, wants to be on the show. I want to push him to like episode three or four, but I promised him a, a spot on the show. He's pretty funny.
2: Uh, I mean, of course, put a. let's assume Brian Armitage is going to show up at least once or twice. Sure.
0: Yeah. Those are sort of givens, and he's always a great filler, right? So if we can't get right. a guest, we can call him and say, hey, dude, be on the show. Yes. But I'd like to have a couple of like really fun guests to kick off the first right. uh, the season with. Well, I, I think it would be fun to try. Literally, I think it would be fun to try to get Ernest Klein, Ernest Klein, Wozniak. Yeah, I don't know if Waz would do it, but that'd be freaking awesome if he would. Maybe I'll reach I, out to him. I
2: don't know why he does it. I mean, I mean, really, it's like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Well, here's the problem with Waz. I, I bought a, Pong, I bought
0: a um, not a Pong machine, I bought a um, breakout machine. Yeah. Four years ago. Fantastic shape, you know, worked. I bought it for like 250 bucks. Beautiful machine. Um, Black and white, right? And mm-hmm. Waz developed it. So, it was his game. Uh, Steve Jobs was tasked with getting it. There's a great story behind that. Steve was going to get a bonus. He told Woz about it, said, I'm going to give you my bonus. Uh, Bushnell promised Jobs a $5,000 bonus. He ended up giving Woz like 500 bucks of it. Oh! To complete the game. Um I, I emailed, I think I probably still have the emails, and I said, I would love for you to sign my marquee, um, because I, I think this is a really iconic game, and I would love to have that interaction, and I got a, you know, it was like a week later, I got this email back from his people, right? and and he's like, yeah, uh, Mr. Wozniak will sign your marquee for $150, and he'll give you a certificate, ah! of certificate <laughs> and a picture, I'm like, I don't fucking want that, I just want him to sign it, you know? It's because no,
2: I want to for free, right? Yeah.
0: Well, and I, it's it's not about the free. It's about interacting with another human, you know. Right. So I don't give a shit. You know, I'm not paying you $150. I only paid $250 for the machine, you know?
2: Right.
0: So anyway, I said fuck you. I didn't say fuck you, but I was like, fuck you. And then I sold it promptly. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, you know what I would you know what I would like? I, do you know Paul Williams, the actor who was in you know, like uh Smoking the Bandit? He's the little short guy. Yeah, dude, he like composed all the fucking Muppet yes. music. Yeah. <laughs> Tons of music, yes. Yeah, he's awesome. Paul Williams, I feel like, is somebody we could get on the show. I don't know if it's Are arcade you, related what? per se. How would we relate it to arcades? Well, well, I mean, we would obviously need to
0: think about that ahead of time. But dude, like almost all of the Muppet movie music was written by him. Rainbow Connection, went yes. right along. Can you picture that?
2: He, he's done a lot of stuff like yeah. that. I mean, he's a very iconic 70s guy. I mean, and he's, you know, getting up in the, in the ages, and I'm like, it would be kind of cool to interview him. I mean, he definitely lived through the eighties. Sure. And so we could like sort of say, okay, so, I mean, you know, I think we could preface it by saying, okay, did you play games? Did you experience a lot of these things? I mean, in between when you were like super high and drunk. So, uh, I mean, it would be kind of cool. He's a guy I feel like I could get in. Wait a minute. Uh, Wait a minute. There might be a connection. Is there? Hang on a second. Uh...
0: What? Listen. Okay. Looking at this... Daft Punk. Yes, I've heard this. Featuring Paul Williams.
2: Yeah. Is this the Paul Williams though? Yes it is. I remember I I remember reading when he interacted with this guy. So. Paul H. Williams. Is that him? Yeah, he actually sings the song that's in this. Hang on a second, let me just fast forward a little bit. Listen, you'll hear. Tell me what you see. Oh, we can totally tie this into Tron, more. man. Yes! I love this guy. He, he, and he's like been very kind to me on Twitter and. Dude, I would fucking
0: shit my pants if we had him him on the show.
2: I think, I think think we should try to get Paul. And he he actually is the head of ASCAP. You know, the. uh, He is? Yes. You You gotta be shitting me. Yes. Oh, and. And you know what? Here, I have some homework for you to do for the next like a uh, month, since we're gonna have off. That he made, he wrote a movie called uh, "Phantom of the Paradise." Yeah, and we, I think we I talked told about you about this. this. Yeah, yeah. I, but you, but you haven't seen it yet. No, have I you? haven't. Yeah. So, th- so this is that movie when I was a little kid. I see, I saw in the trailer some guy like get his head crushed with a record press, and it, it disturbed me. But the thing is. You know, if you see the movie, you'll understand what Why this is happening and stuff like that This is so, Paul Check this out, he did two songs on the Tron
0: Uh, Random Access Memories Yes Def, Okay, hang on a sec So they're not, they're not Tron But they're related Exactly yeah. I love this song Yes, this is, I love this one This is Paul Williams to be found. Fucking A dude the man is an iconic we should try to get him on and just like spin it somehow yeah and we gotta have him not on the phone he's gotta be on a computer okay, okay. gotta figure out how to do that i'm gonna start sending like kits to people it with like return label you know just, right here's your iPad. Plug it in. You know, I, I
2: bet I can buy an iPad for a hundred bucks. Well, Androids you could buy even cheaper. Sure. So,
0: and just plug in a freaking head. You know, put a headset in there that's already plugged in. And bam, hit this button. Join the show. Right. Send it back when you're done, or keep it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you're Paul Depending Williams, how
2: cool you are! Yeah, exactly. If you're Paul Williams, you can just do. keep it. Right.
0: <laughs> Send it back with a signature on it, please. <laughs>
2: yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, n- well, maybe not on the display. That would be- <laughs> On the back. Oh, on, the on the back. <laughs> yeah, the back. That's good. Frickin' I <laughs> eh? God, I love Paul Ames.
0: I just bought one of his albums not that long ago. Yeah,
2: yeah the guy is, you know- He's prolific. Sort of an un- 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 unappreciated, you know, talent, so. Absolutely. I mean, I didn't even know about him. Be- the only reason I knew about him was because of the frickin' Muppets. Right, exactly. You know, it's funny how he, I mean, in the 70s, he was huge. Yeah, I mean, I mean massive. But th- what's funny is what, what is it that like continues on as time goes past? It's all this Muppets interaction stuff. Yeah. Before the rising sun. Carpenters did this. Oh, yeah, he wrote tons of Carpenter songs. Yeah.
3: So. Roads
2: to okay so you need to go we'll on itunes and buy and all his shit <laughs> no no you need to buy you you need to like have a date with your fiance <laughs> yeah and and you need to see paradise uh, uh phantom oh, of the yeah, paradise yeah, yeah, okay okay <laughs> like have have us have some wine and enjoy it and it's it's fucking weird you'll <laughs> I think you'll appreciate it yeah. let's play another one here we live in the country leave
3: us alone we'd make it just fine happy you know one room shack, and
0: we we'll not look back well you know goodbye you- goodbye, goodbye. Bone defeated, died in vain Super destructive, you will
3: hooked on pain And though your music lingers on All of us are glad
1: you gone If I could live my life half as worthlessly as you
0: okay. He's kind of like Dylan, he can't sing for shit, but he writes
2: awesome songs He does, yeah, yeah I mean, although I feel like his voice is a little bit more, you know, like
3: fashion Fashion love
0: song sweet you know it's funny is that sounds like a muppet song for sure that's freaking amazing so all right buddy should we shut her down i'm turning off the recording now let's bring this
3: to a close (laughs)